0: Hello, everybody, and thank you for dropping into this edition of Walking the Ropes. I am Caleb.
1: And I'm Blake. We have a interesting show for you tonight. Uh, it's, one again, one of these really long ones. Um, Mega show.
0: Mega show is what we're calling it right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're going to be running through Impact, Dynamite, NXT, SmackDown, and then, once again, we got a pay-per-view this week. We got to predict sacrifice.
0: Yeah, uh, I was actually checking it. We have a two-weekend gap with, from my knowledge, no pay-per-view coming up after next weekend because next weekend is fast late. And then we have two weekends until WrestleMania. But, I mean, that whole week's nuts. Anyways, we are, we are still trying to figure out our schedule for that week because there's so yes. much. Um, But before we get into the podcast, as per usual, if you are new to Walking the Ropes, or if you've been listening for a while, you can find absolutely all of our links through our link tree. That includes ways to support us, like merch, a donation page. Um, You can find every way to listen to us, which there's tons of ways to listen to us. All of our social media, absolutely everything through our link tree, uh, Walking the Ropes. And uh, yeah, we will... uh, We'll we'll run through here, um, <clears throat> similar to the last mega show, uh, as for video users, we're not going to have the banners, because things are so messed up, um, for those of you listening, we're just going to run through like normal, and I will preface this here as we go through it, Smackdown was tonight, and I missed it! Uh, I had other things going on, uh, and I ended up not getting to my computer until, like, 10 to 10. We wanted to do the podcast, so Blake will handle the majority of that. And most of the show, it'll be my first time hearing anything about it. So, it, it, it may be Brian. interesting. It may be interesting. But uh, we, uh, we will hop into uh, Impact Wrestling here. Um, did you see, uh, before the impact this week? I
1: didn't, I didn't catch it. Um, it was, it was, Fulton Fulton was in a match.
0: TJP versus Madman Fulton, um, Ace Austin at ringside. Uh, TJP picked up the win after the Mamba Splash. Um, Ace Austin attacked him after the match with the trophy, bent the trophy to shit um that was about it like it wasn't anything crazy
1: um yeah before the impact seems to be more of like their recap kind of show and then yeah. it has a match on it
0: <clears throat> yeah they just kind of throw a match in there to get it done and over with mm-hmm. um but we open the show uh and we have tasha Steels against jazz uh Kiara hogan and jordan grace at ringside very obviously um And, decent match. I was actually surprised by the finish.
1: Yeah, it it was... I mean, I'm not surprised surprised because I feel like the the, the title match at Sacrifice, I feel like what's going to happen there is pretty self-explanatory, and I feel like this is the reason why Jazz picks up the win here. That's fair. I mean, I'm just so
0: used to Impact's booking so far after getting back into them is they seem to go kind of a really predictable route or Mm -hmm. like when something's right there that you're like, oh, they have a good opportunity here. They kind of just they they don't do it. Yeah. So when they set up this match, I'm like, they need to give Jazz the win to to, you know, make it look good and i figured it'd be some kind of a screwy finish but she just locked her in like an stf and got the got the the submission and i was like yeah. holy shit they actually put jazz over
1: yeah and um the <clears throat> managers in this match jordan grace and kira hogan didn't really get involved yeah there wasn't much from them they were just kind of there which
0: was nice. Yeah. So it was um, really
1: just your standard one-on-one match and yeah, Jazz picked up the win, which I mean, if you look on paper, that's exactly what should
0: happen. Oh, 100%. 100%. I mean, you're talking Jazz. I mean, you put Jazz's name into one of those conversations like um yeah. but anyways, uh we get a backstage interview with ODB talking about the title match at sacrifice and here comes four-time
1: knocked up champion
0: (laughs) when she said that i just kind of paused and i was like oh okay (laughs) sure yeah you're odb i'll I'll, I'll let you get away with this one
1: (laughs) i it popped me because it just made me laugh too too much more than it should have but
0: yeah uh but we have susan come in and she's just like i want you one-on-one and i'm like what
1: (laughs) bold of you to assume you can call somebody out
0: (laughs) pretty well um but yeah uh if you want to handle the next one here
1: i just i really love the just the end of that when odb offers the flask and susan goes i don't drink and odb goes me either
0: (laughs) or no it's the it's the interviewer she offers it to the interviewer and she goes i'm working and odb goes me too and i'm like you know what sure yep that, yeah. That. yeah i i love that the, i'm working me too mm-hmm. Just... cool uh, okay at least her train- flask worked oh. better than uh john moxley's at yeah. uh revolution no, if nobody that noticed sad. that he's standing there like trying to get it fucking open make a really cool moment in the fans and well we all know how that it worked too much <laughs> Well, he finally got open by the time he got to the ring. Mm-hmm. But the moment left. <laughs>
1: yeah. But uh, uh, ODB's been doing it longer. Yeah, exactly. And then we get uh, Trey Miguel back at his school. Um, Basically, he's just trying to talk some sense into... I believe it's the name is Sam. Uh, uh, they and... were actually backstage. Was it backstage? It looked yes. like it was back at his school. Yeah, it was so, backstage. Yeah. Because okay. I at uh, first
0: I thought it was going to be him and his school, and then uh, I don't know. It was something about the hallway that they were in. Okay. Uh, and then what they set up for, I put together that they were just backstage.
1: It looked like that front room that Sammy was in at the the training facility there. That's why. You I You know what? May- maybe
0: that. maybe it was. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I, just... I have no idea. I don't know. But anyway, sorry, continue.
1: Yeah, uh, but basically Sam says that Sammy was right and that Trey doesn't have the the passion to beat any uh, pretty much anybody and that uh, Sammy wants him to challenge Trey to a match. And so he does. And Trey's like, no, we're not going to do that. And, and Sam just keeps poking him, poking him, poking him pretty much. And then Trey's like, fine, if that's what you want. Yeah, if you want
0: to get yeah. your ass kicked, fine. Yeah. Uh, we get a video package recapping moose and rich swan's whole thing which i gotta be honest i saw this and i knew we were getting the thing at the end of the night but i was like this is all the build-up we're gonna get like yes i understand this program has had months of build-up but I'm mm-hmm. like, we're finally getting this match. And I'm like, the build-up we've gotten in the past three weeks. I mean, Moose had a really impressive showing. I think that was was that was last week that hit him yeah. and Jake happened, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. So I'm like good showing or no, that was two weeks ago. I think. I I don't I don't fully remember i'm i'm trying to think
1: must have been two weeks ago because i was gonna say
0: last week all we got was a video package
1: last week's main event was the knockouts tag
0: right so yeah it was two weeks ago so like last week we got a video package this week we got a a video package and then we'll get into the finish of the show but i'm like y'all are building up to something fucking huge yeah and this this was our last two weeks of build up
1: yeah, the, the one thing when we eventually get to Scott, he keeps saying that tonight's a really hectic night. Yeah. And so I almost wonder if we're going to keep playing into that heading into the next few shows to leading up to After
0: Sacrifice. yeah.
1: Um, and yeah. so i almost wonder if maybe they are kind of making sacrifice this secondary pay-per-view and rebellion is the
0: so it is it is um they actually have their a and b pay-per-views um from what i've been able to tell uh which i find i find to be quite interesting that that they are are doing it this way mm-hmm. um my only issue is <clears throat> what I feel like they're uh, what they're running into is it's starting to feel like the um, when they reinstated the brand split in WWE, yeah, and we were getting the pay per views every month. Yes. And the buy rates were down because nobody cared. It was, they were just pieces of shit, basically. Yeah. And
1: we're... I think where Impact's getting away with that is they're not putting on nothing shows. Like they are actually kind of meaningful what happens on them. It's just, they really should try to structure them a bit better. Sacrifice,
0: though, it just, it, like there is some big stuff on it. But if you and look at I the card, it does feel a lot like a, and like, this isn't meant to sound terrible. Cause like I said, there is good stuff there, but it feels like a glorified impact, which by the way, looking yeah. at it. So here's a fun fact for you. Sacrifice is not an impact pay-per-view. It's a TNA. Uh, no, TNA doesn't exist anymore. Well, I, I, no, I, but I know it's that, an, but I
1: was meaning it's like a TNA original at one point.
0: No, no, that's not what I mean. That's not what I mean. It's not okay. a pay-per-view. Sacrifice, similar to how No Surrender happened last month, and we got... Oh, it's on Impact Plus. Genesis the month before, they are Impact Plus monthly specials. So, cause I just, I wanted to look because I was like, like hard to kill was so built up and, and it felt like a pay-per-view card and the last few, like no surrender was, was good. It had some good shit to it, but it felt like a glorified impact, you know, that's what I was trying to figure out. And so I looked it up and yeah, the only pay-per-views this year have been hard to kill and rebellion coming up. And prior to that was bound for glory in October, but they apparently, right. they apparently hold monthly impact plus specials, which happens to be, excuse me, what
1: we're getting. No. So, um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so whatever they're doing there, we then move on to the tag team match uh Rohit Raju and they are just introducing him as Shira but the announcers call him Mahabali Shira. Yeah, I noticed that and I was like
0: this seems kind of
1: yeah, uh versus uh Chris Sabin and James Storm um which I've heard people calling them beer guns.
0: Yeah, I don't like that.
1: I'm sorry, I don't. Yeah. Uh and then that match pretty much goes almost exactly how we assumed it would except for kind of the finish like we get this like so Raju uh takes the pin yeah and Shira like they kind of argue in the middle of all of this Shira and Raju and it's like what's going on there and then like we said Raju takes the finish uh and then we get just a quick package uh of Triple X XL and Reno Scum. They're arguing backstage. Uh, yeah, and they Decay comes in, taunts Triple XL. They just leave pretty much um and then Reno Scum's like, "Oh, well we'll fight you at Sacrifice." Because sure. yeah. Uh and then Decay calls them the freaks. Um and then we get Violent by Design. They are collecting Diener. So Diener stayed in that room the whole week. That boiler room, I guess.
0: Yeah, I... I
1: Diener I was in that room confused. the whole week.
0: I was like, seriously? Like, you guys were just like, stay in this room all week. and Yeah. I... Uh,
1: and then Eric's like, everything needs to be handled with violence. Yes. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which was really good. And then Storm and Sabin come in. And I'm like, well, there's two people who like violence.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Uh,
1: uh and then they're basically just like, you know, what are you doing here, young? Like this is this is stupid what you're doing. Just you need to uh stop doing what you're doing to Deaner because you're just basically abusing him. Uh and then they kind of just brawl.
0: Yeah, Eric Young's like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah. before we move on, I would like yeah, to point sure. out we uh we skipped news. I know we didn't have a lot. Um
1: There's only two points that we really needed to talk about. We can talk about them after Impact if you want.
0: Okay. I just I noticed we skipped it and I was like eh. We should probably fucking talk about that at some point. So I just wanted to get that out there before it was forgotten about. Yeah, for sure. Um, um so we just did violent by design. Um we're in Scott's office. Brian Myers comes in, they're talking about the lawyer papers and this and that. Um Brian Myers is just like terminate Eddie Edwards' contract and like wipe his name from the history books. And Scott yeah. Scott's like why don't we just have like a holds harmless match at the paper, at 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 the you know at sacrifice, and Myers is like, yeah, I love submission matches, and Scott's like, no, a fucking holds harmless match, meaning he can fucking basically beat you within an inch of your life, and that's just yeah. it.
1: For some people who don't understand what that means, it's basically no holds barred. It means Impact is taking no responsibility for what happens in the match.
0: Lights out on sanctions. Um, I mean that it's, was that yeah. was the original concept of no holds barred, and yeah. then no holds barred just kind of became an an extreme rules and shit like that. Uh, but yeah, this is basically yeah. like I said, they can pretty well kill each other, and Impact just gets to sit there and be like, yeah. Scott Um,
1: Damore is still my favorite authority figure on wrestling TV. I fucking
0: he takes the papers and he's like, I fucking hate paperwork. And I'm like, (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh yeah. Nice Scott. Uh we have Trey Miguel come out, Sammy Callahan comes out, calls Trey a quitter, shit like that. We get Trey Miguel versus Sam Beal. Um Sam lasts a good 45 seconds and then taps out.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, it's Trey's student, of course. He would be able to deal with him very easily. He's taught him everything he knows.
0: Exactly. Uh, And then we have Trey going after Sammy. Sammy does his weird techie shit. He's suddenly in the ring, package pile driver Sam. And then I literally have in my notes, he bleps out. Yeah. I I had no other... No, that's
1: what he does. Um, um We had Storm and Saban... Uh, again. again <laughs> talking to Young. Did that happen twice?
0: Uh, they weren't... So, it was a promo. They were talking about what had happened. They weren't talking to him. Like, in physical right. person. My
1: bad, yeah. This is the one where they talk to them in person. Yeah. Uh, And I've now just lost where I was on my notes because I had to scroll back up. Sorry. Um, Yeah, the
0: one earlier was them face-to-face and the brawl happened. This one was just Storm and Saban. And they were basically like, y'all want to start shit. Let's handle that at the pay-per-view. And then Jake something comes out and he's like... You know, I'll, I'll be at ringside for you, basically.
1: Yeah, why not just do a six-man tag match? Is Eric Young not allowed to wrestle? Uh, anyway, we get the AEW paid <laughs> ad. Um, which I loved, as always. They learned a lot at Revolution, you know? A lot. <clears throat> they learned, Kenny, terrible at making explosive rings. At, Fantastic like, The wrestler. worst. The
0: worst at making explosive rings. I still think yep. Nakazawa wired it. Easy as
1: that. It has to have, yeah. Um, fucking Nakazawa. It's because the kids beat him up. And, and I really like Tony Khan and Shivani were very specific in what they said here. We will find out what happened with Eddie Kingston as well.
0: Yes, they were setting up to cover their asses as they
1: should have. Yeah, and what... I will. I will. Without spoiling what happens, they tie it up in a purty bow. Yeah. If you <laughs> haven't
0: seen Dynamite or NXT yet, I I mean this with all sincerity, go and fucking watch them both.
1: They from brought this it this week.
0: week. Um. But anyways, uh, we. <laughs> this is a great segment. Uh, we have the good it brothers is. and Finn Juice uh, with Scott D'Amore all backstage getting ready for the contract signing. And they're basically like, let's have a drink ski first. And Scott's just like, you know what? Nope. I have fucking seen how this goes. Here is the contract. Sign it and get it back to me. Oddie fucking oaths. And he. And I love,
1: I love he gives it to Doc and he's like, you've handled this sort of stuff before. You can get it back to me. Yep.
0: (laughs) Like. Yeah. So, like, that. That happens, and they just start doing shots, and they do the first one, and then they're like, let's do another. Or it's the Good Brothers, like, we're only doing one. They're like, let's do another. They do another, then Finjuice is like, we're just doing two, and they pour another one. Good Brothers take it back. They've all signed the contract at this point, and Finjuice is basically just like, okay, well, throws the whiskey in their face, and they just fucking brawl. What's the whiskey? The the talking shop bourbon? Yeah, talking shop bourbon. Yep. <laughs> um which is fucking
1: expensive by the way. It's a problem. And, and I
0: can't seem to get it over the border. So that's another issue. Okay. But anyways, um
1: uh, the we, music they put to this brawl was interesting.
0: I I was just like we didn't need background to this.
1: I wonder if because it's a pre-taped segment obviously, if Doc or Carl or somebody was like muttering words that just weren't supposed to be heard on TV. Punch me,
0: punch end. me, punch me, punch me, kick me, punch me, punch
1: Well, I was more thinking along the lines of what Doc's character is. Like... The only thing I can think about when you say that is
0: the uh CM Punk uh starcast interview, and he's talking about wrestling John Cena on the live events, and he's like, I can remember Cena fucking headlocks me, takes me over, and all I hear is hip toss, shoulder block, blah, blah, blah. And Punk's like, nah, like, fuck that. <laughs> and you just being like, they probably edit it. That's all I can imagine is those guys start brawling, and it's just fucking kick, punch, punch, kick, kick, punch.
1: <laughs> That's hilarious.
0: We'll fucking edit it in post. <laughs>
1: yeah but that was my immediate assumption is that there was just a lot of mutterings and stuff that they just didn't want to be interpreted as something that impact could get caught for and so
0: that's totally fair i'll give you that um where the fuck am uh, i in my notes i have so many uh, here
1: we move on to the singles match we have ace austin with madman fulton versus chris bay with no one
0: you make that sound so
1: sad. <laughs> I just, it, I've started to realize how many wrestlers have managers slash somebody who accompanies them to the ring. That when I don't see it, I'm like, you don't have anyone that comes with you. Like, yeah.
0: Um. But the matches is really good. Uh, it is. It's TJP really comes out at one point, sets up on the ramp. Fulton... He's just watching. Fulton, like, chases him out, and Chris Bay picks up the win, which I was like, oof, that don't look great on Ace heading into Saturday. He's not winning, like... <laughs> Are they setting
1: Chris Bay up for it? Which I was mean, I, want I Chris Bay too, Yeah, I would love Chris Bay to get something. I,
0: I had never heard this kid's name. I say kid, I'm not sure how old he is. Um, I, I was gonna say he's older than me. But I've I've not heard this kid's name in my life until I started Impact Wrestling in January. And in a matter of three months, he's made me a fan.
1: Yeah. Like. Uh, And he's been with Impact for over a year now.
0: Really? February
1: 18th, he signed with them. Last year yeah 2020
0: wow okay so it's not like i'm i've missed a lot
1: no we've seen the majority of his career in impact i mean looking at some of the pictures he's had a decorated career outside of impact
0: oh i wouldn't doubt that
1: um so i mean i and i mean it looks like he is a former x division champion as well so
0: okay sure um, we have the Swingers Palace. TJP's in collecting the best money. Segment. It sucked this week. It really did. Um, yeah. TJP comes in, collects his bet, and then Josh Alexander's just like coming for the belt, and TJP's like, cool. And Swingers yeah. in the corner going, "Ha ha ha ha!" And I'm like, "What the? Funny, I'm like, normally I'm okay with these segments." This week sucked. I think it's it because weird. there was no Storm and Saban or fucking Falla Because you know, yeah. fucking love me some Falla Ba. Fair. Um, um, get oh Raju yeah.
1: and Shira arguing. Here's the, the final... fucking fallout. <laughs> yeah. So we, we had this kind of argument, and then nothing happened. And almost an hour later, there's they they've just found each other, it seems like, backstage. Um anyway. Hey, I've Raju been wandering around backstage
0: for 45 minutes. There you are. It's totally yeah. not like we walked through the door together.
1: Yeah. Raju has a set on him. Because he basically just looks at Shira and is like, That was all your fault. What are you? I don't need you. And so Shira just grabs him by the head and picks him up. And I don't know about you. Being any kind of grown man, if you're picked up by your skull, that kind of humbles you.
0: <laughs> I can agree. Yes. let uh,
1: suffice to say, we're gonna get Raju versus Shira, and Shira is going to murder him.
0: Sure. Why the fuck not? Um Up next we have ODB and Susan. Uh it's really nothing too crazy. Uh trust her, she's Susan. Um ODB wins. Kimber and Deanna come down. Attack ODB. Jazz and Grace make the save. Fire and Flavor come out. And the Heels stand tall. Yeah. And then we have... So this next bit... So the, the segment was cool. But the way they did it felt really awkward at first. Because we've got Scott Demore in his office. And he's like obviously finalizing whatever this is all about. And then all of a sudden, all you hear is Moose's music, and I'm not gonna lie. I fully expected the camera to pan, and Moose be standing in his in the office doorway. And, and like, because of the way the music sounded, right? I'm like, he's got it on his cell phone or some shit. And, and it's, it's just like- Moose
1: being a dick, like, I'm here.
0: <laughs> yeah, but they fucking pan to the ring, and the motherfuckers in the ring, like, Scott, get out here. And I'm like... Yeah. And, and DeMore's
1: like, I guess this can't wait. And then we get commercial. Keep, keep saying how hectic it is. He's like, oh, I'm really sorry how hectic this is. I gotta go. I gotta run. Blah, 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 um, He had two contracts to sign from what we could tell. Yeah. For, for Scott's busy day.
0: Yeah. So anyways, we come back from commercial. Scott DeMore comes out and he's like, I'm going to bring Rich Swan out too. And he announces that the match at the pay-per-view will be a world title unification match which we figured that's where it was going mm-hmm. um and says there is another big announcement which i mean the sad part about this is literally they included the omega symbol in the rebellion logo And so literally from hard to kill, everybody was like, here's the rebellion main event. Like everybody knew, I mean, it's still a big deal, but it was just like, everybody kind of knew this was the main event though. Like there was no, like, maybe it's not everybody fucking knew it. He announces the winner of this unification match, be it Rich Swann or Moose, will go on to rebellion. To compete in a title versus title match against the all elite wrestling world heavyweight champion of the world, Kenny by God Omega, and from North Carolina wrestling,
1: whatever you want to call it. North,
0: yeah. Oh, wow, you you cut out there completely. All I heard was Perfect. North, and that was it. Um, and then we we go back to uh Scott's office. Callus is there, goes on the phone, and says it worked out exactly as planned. Which seems to be the case. Yeah. <laughs> a lot lately.
1: Um It's fine. It's it works well. Um, do we want to do like our overalls and stuff on yeah, each we'll, show? We'll,
0: we'll run through it right now. Uh we'll do our news right after this, though. Uh what yeah. did you give impact out of a rating of five? I gave it a 3.5. Three point five a, eh? yeah. Uh, um,
1: it's a solid show. It does exactly what it needs to. Um, and especially my like because I watched this the night after I watched Raw. It is a league's better show than what Raw was. And to to put it bluntly, I compared it right up against Raw, and I was like, "There's no chance." I can't yes.
0: Um. So thankfully, I had only given Raw one point five. Um. I gave. Impact wrestling this week a three. Uh I as well thought it was a really solid card. Um yeah. your match of the night.
1: Ace versus
0: bay. Same. I I thought they tore it down with the uh the spot they were given. It was kind of in the middle of the show-ish, but it's still
1: yeah. it was two young guys. I'm not a hundred percent certain on Ace's age, but I know Bay is twenty-five. So Ace, oh, somewhere around that area. Um, Ace Austin. It was just the the up and comers. Twenty four. There we go. The up and comers of this industry are showcasing what they can do. Uh,
0: but yeah, I think they absolutely killed it. Uh, segment of the night.
1: Uh, I give it to the Violent by Design segment as well as the end segment.
0: So, I gave it to the tag title contract signing plus the end. Like I said, sure. the end was hella predictable, but it was still awesome getting the announcement of that unification and then the the winner gets to face Kenny. And I was like, this will be cool.
1: Yeah. Sometimes knowing and getting exactly what you knew you were going to get is exactly what you want to happen.
0: Exactly, exactly. Uh, Performer of the Night.
1: Scott Demore, Ace Bay.
0: I love how he gave it to Damore again. I, I was, have to! I was going to, um, but I already felt bad for giving Omos, the fucking <laughs> Performer of the Night on Raw, um, I don't even feel bad doing that, <laughs> like. <laughs> I gave it to Chris Ace Austin myself.
1: Um... Yeah. I and bet then, I know your worst of the night. Yes, Swinger's Palace. That it's only one of them, but yes, mine's just Swinger's Palace. So I have
0: Swinger's Palace because I mean the last few weeks have been really good for it, and this week I was just like this sucked. And the other one is, I already said it, I I believe during the podcast. It it just uh, now knowing that it's an Im- packed plus monthly thing it they're still hyping it up to feel similar to a pay-per-view and once again we're going into it with like yeah there's build but i really don't give two shits about too much of the card like like half the card was made tuesday night Yeah. Like, sure, the stories have had build-up, but I'd much rather them have been, like, two, three weeks ago, been like, hey, Myers and Edwards in A Holds Harmless, and have build-up to these two. Um, I mean, the fact that we're getting the fucking Decay and whatnot, like, Decay and Reno scum and shit like that, I'm like, it just...
1: Yeah, a lot of it seemed kind of tossed in. But, I mean, it was a good show, overall.
0: Oh, it was! It was! I'm not taking away from it one bit. It's just... I don't know. I don't know if these monthly impact specials are really... really worth it.
1: Like, it makes more sense, like, with the... Was it Sacrifice or whatever? No, we're going into Sacrifice um it's the the tournament one genesis genesis that makes a lot more sense what it was now so Uh, that's what worries me though we had
0: genesis and then hard to kill we had no surrender last month we have sacrifice this month do we get something the week before rebellion if that if it's monthly specials i i don't know if i like that
1: Maybe it's not a monthly special. Maybe like there's they've month- done where- it every month since. I get that. But what I'm saying is, like maybe year. maybe they've been doing shows, but maybe some like they're gonna start doing other things as the monthly special, and like I don't know.
0: As long as they don't bring back the fucking one night onlys. Hey, we're dropping all this storyline that we've been building for weeks and weeks and weeks on TV. And we're just putting the guys together and they're best buddies. But like, don't worry about it because it's it's not canon. Yeah. Fuck. Um news. So we're, we're, run, to the news then, yeah? we're gonna run news real quick. Uh if if you've got your your one or two points that you have.
1: Alright, so obviously last time we talked about Asuka getting her teeth knocked out. This should have been reported along with it. Nobody seemed to be talking on it. It should be an assumption based on what the injury is. I
0: think we mentioned it. I think when we reported it, we reported this.
1: Yeah, we said she likely has a concussion. It is now being reported. She has suffered a concussion. Well, That's no why. She hasn't been her.
0: on fucking TV. What the fuck do you think's going on?
1: Like, when somebody lost their teeth before, a.k.a. Cesaro, he was on TV the next week, I, if I remember correctly. Maybe not for that one.
0: Actually, I think he was on the next week. I think you are accurate there.
1: Yeah, if not, he was on the next week after that. So, And that was one where it wasn't a kick to the head. So, this is a redundant thing that should have just been announced when it happened.
0: I hate how WWE half-ass tries to cover it up. Mm-hmm. as well and like just be fucking up front and be like yeah, yeah there was an injury
1: it's like they're trying to report it later to make it seem like she got it in training or something like that yeah like, don't
0: fucking pull that bullshit No, no yeah. no no
1: um the more interesting news this one broke this morning uh andrade requested his release from wwe on the raw tapings this week um, yeah
0: that's um
1: wow uh, early reports are that they're entertaining the idea but it's not gonna happen anytime soon um sucks for him cause I mean everybody's dream is to obviously go to the WWE the one thing I can think of is man if New Japan Impact AEW any of them grab him up oh they just got a huge steal
0: well I mean he came from triple A
1: so he could go back to triple a
0: so eh. and the best part is is with everything kind of going on right now triple a is working with AEW and with impact and
1: for those who don't know the AAA a mega champion is one kenny omega
0: Yeah, i believe he is still the mega champ isn't he? They, they
1: say it this week on on dynamite did they okay i must have missed that yeah, when um, Phoenix is wrestling, they go uh, Excalibur's like, "Yeah, and Phoenix is a former Triple A champion held by Kenny Omega currently." Okay, I missed that.
0: Um I just have some quick points here as I'm scrolling through. Um backstage news on the title versus title match with Kenny Omega um at Rebellion. Uh from the sounds of it, um They, uh, one of the big things was people were wondering about Rebellion, about it being a potential unification of sorts, um, there is nothing saying that, um, right now there is no plan in place for post-Rebellion, um, there is only the plan in place for the pay-per-view, um, they are currently um looking at uh uh they, or sorry they are not looking to do what triple a has done, which is put okay. like the title on Kenny and let him run it um uh let him run it on Dynamite and that, but they're also not looking for a double count out finish or a sixty minute time draw. Um, I honestly, unless they, which we, (sighs) I don't mean to be an ass. We know Swan's not getting it, but I'm going to be pissed off if they, and this isn't because of it being Kenny Omega. It's just, if they turn around and fuck the match over and don't have a proper finish to it, what was the fucking point?
1: No, this needs to be somebody needs to pick up both of these world titles for these two companies i don't care what the finish after that goes like what how the person loses the title they can lose it in shitty means for all i care sure it needs to it needs to be somebody taking both titles and you know i know it's not going to be swan because they're trying to protect that lineage of the AEW championship they want it to feel as prestigious as possible and no offense to the impact title it could use somebody like kenny omega holding it what do you mean i'm not saying there's not former champions that have held that belt but like the wwe championship if kenny omega held it that just elevates it that far much more like and yes i did say wwe i didn't slip up my tongue there (laughs) Uh, if he were to hold the wwe championship it would elevate it much farther than roman or bobby wow i almost said drew and miz before i said (laughs) the current champion
0: okay um another thing here anthony bowens of the acclaimed um we reported back about a week or so ago he apparently was out with a knee injury he has supposedly Um, undergone surgery to fix, uh, said knee injury. Um, and they are reporting that he will be back in potentially six to eight weeks. Uh, he posted on Twitter today, uh, stating that for the last four months, uh, he was basically wrestling with one leg and he can't wait to get back full throttle, um, which is really awesome. Um. Yeah. Uh. Just trying to see here real quick. Uh. I don't know if we've mentioned. I know. Uh. I think we talked about it uh, a few weeks ago. Um. Anna J. Uh. Successfully underwent uh shoulder surgery today. Um. And is, uh, on the road to recovery as well as an up and comer from dark. Uh, I believe she trained with Cody, uh, in one of the recent camps at the Nightwar- nightmare, factory, uh, Brooke Havoc, who I have become a fan of also underwent, uh, knee surgery. I think it was, okay. she tore a bunch of shit in her knee, uh, and she underwent that and is on the road to recovery. A lot of people getting surgery in that right now, um, Here's an interesting one: WWE running into issue trying to re trademark Dean Ambrose. Did you hear
1: about that? Why are they wanting to re trademark Dean Ambrose? Well,
0: the same reason they they did Cody Rhodes and all that.
1: I guess, but it's not like they're ever gonna use Dean Ambrose ever. Like, I'm t- I'm talking like AEW, like any no. Nobody's ever going to refer to him as Dean Ambrose ever again. Even if he comes back to WWE, I highly doubt he'll be used as Dean Ambrose.
0: Oh, they'll put him back as Dean Ambrose. Of course they will. Bro, fucking they brought Chris Hero in, who Hero was a, a name on the indies at the time, but they brought him in, named him Cassius Ono gave him a run he left he became a huge fucking star on the indies as chris hero again and then they fucking brought him back as fucking cassius oh no are you kidding me
1: i just um, don't ever see him going by that name ever again
0: they're renaming everybody i mean ben carter who was a who was assigning to the nxt brand they fucking they just announced his new name today like um, but anyways, Wesley yeah. <laughs> oh, well, it won't be that. Um, and with Christian Cage hopping over to AW, I bet the name Christian isn't even used. No. Um, But I find it interesting. Uh, I, I read it. So apparently, for these trademarks, for these names to go through, I don't know if this is a new thing, because I had never heard of this. Apparently... Moxley has to sign off on it. Because apparently WWE has attempted to trademark the likes of Dominic Mysterio. Um, let me see if on this article there is a list. Uh, oh, that's hilarious. Uh... oh, it's not on here. I know I saw it before. Uh, but they've previously tried to trademark other names, and they've had to have have the uh um the wrestlers sign off on it, and a lot of the wrestlers will not. Good. Um, WWE. Yeah. Don't hold
1: on. Don't give them control over your name. If you're a wrestler that's listening to this, do not give them control of your name. They
0: have attempted to trademark. Pete Dunne, Dominic Mysterio, Drew Gulak, Tony Nese, and many more.
1: All guys who are established names or their own legal names.
0: And each time so far, the wrestlers in question have not provided the consent for WWE to do it. Uh, I believe Mercedes Martinez and Mia Yim also had this issue. Um and they both actually went through and trademarked their own names. Good. And, um, That's to save what everyone themselves do. any kind of issue. Well, yeah, Jericho's gone out and said it, and 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 I uh I agree wholeheartedly. He was um he was taught uh back in the day. Uh, And because people have been really confused, I mean, Jericho will say a line on Dynamite and it'll basically be trademarked in the next 24 hours. And Jericho's come out and been like, I was taught very early on in my career. If something is said, if something happens and there's any traction towards it, cover your ass.
1: Make sure you own it.
0: Yeah. And Jericho's done just that. And the thing is, it's paid the fuck off. Um, well
1: he said a little bit of the bubbly because he lost the world title cuz somebody stole it from his limo and it became the gimmick that brought that title up even further like, like um
0: only a few more here uh uh where the fuck was i oh um the numbers don't lie the infamous Scott Steiner sacrifice promo. Okay. If you yeah. watch Impact on Twitch, you see it it's every It's a regular week. appearance. So this is just a fun note about it. That was one take. That was the only take.
1: You're surprised? <laughs> no after, there's no way there's no way that they that there's two versions of that and they look at that one and go that's the best one of these two
0: well here's the thing the first time watching it you're like that's great The second time watching it you're like nice the 55th time watching it or more because I mean I watched it a ton back in the day the years that I didn't watch TNA impact whatever I would go back to that promo I'd show that promo to people just to be like here you go the more and more you watch it The more and more... You enjoy it every time. It doesn't matter if they play it three times during Impact. Every time it's on, I turn the volume up... To hear Scott Steiner give me Steiner math. But the fact that... After you listen to it so many times... And you listen to the shit he says... For them to be like... oh yeah. It was one take. I'm like... Oh. Okay. Like, well, my thing is, is I assume because also when he's doing it, I'm like, nobody corpsed. And like, there is no way you have him standing there. Being like, I have like a 130 some odd percent chance of, and all his fucking math and that. And there's no way you don't stand there and corpse a little bit. Which, for those of you who are are not quite aware, corpsing is kind of just breaking, smiling when you're not supposed to and shit like that. You listen to it so many times, and there's so many aspects where where you're like you know he couldn't have gotten this on the first try or there's no way somebody didn't corpse it the first time or something like that and i just i read i read the thing and they were like yeah the promo well, was yeah. a a single a single
1: thing well do you it's a testament to the person he's working beside and for those who don't know Petey williams Canadian wrestling legend the creator if I'm not mistaken of the Canadian destroyer more than likely you are not Uh. ready for this you are not ready for this
0: You know, they say all men are created equal, but you look at me, and you look at Samoa Joe, and you can see that statement is not true. See, normally if you go one-on-one with another wrestler, you got a 50-50% chance of winning, but I'm a genetic freak, and I'm not normal, so you got a 25% at best at beating me, and then you add Kurt Angle to the mix, your chances of winning drastically... Drastically go down. You see the that's three-
1: exactly how he stumbles it too. <laughs>
0: the three-way at sacrifice. You got a thirty-third, a thirty-three and one-third chance of winning, but I got a sixty-six and 2 chance of winning because Kurt Angle knows he can't beat me, and I, and he's not I even know. gonna try. <laughs> So Samojo, you can take your 33 and one-third chance, minus my 25% chance, and you got an 8 and 1 third chance of winning at Sacrifice, but then you take my 75% chance of winning if we were- if we was to go one on one, and then you had the 66 and 2 percent chance, and I got 141 and 2 and two-thirds chance of winning at Sacrifice, see Joe, the numbers don't lie, and they spell disaster for you at Sacrifice. <laughs> I fucking opened this article and they've got the whole motherfucking promo and I'm like I I got to cut this promo.
1: Yeah, it's it's a great great line. It's a fucking great
0: line. that is one of the best goddamn promos ever. Um any more news? Uh last few things, uh the WrestleMania card, we are a month away and the WrestleMania card is back square one does
1: that mean we're not going to get Edge versus Roman Reigns
0: I don't know I don't know Uh, they have reportedly for most of the card gone back to square one and I guess there is panic
1: they backed themselves into a corner what the fuck else do they expect
0: They have 30 fucking days to build mania.
1: That's it. I mean, SmackDown makes perfect sense.
0: Uh, um, basically the only other thing I want to add here, excuse me, um, is a bit of condolence. Um, Becky Lynch, uh, announced the passing, Of her father this week Mm -hmm. um in a very very sentimental um post and whatnot uh and i just i want to send sincerest of condolences out to becky lynch her family and Mm -hmm. whatnot um definitely not an easy thing uh and i just wanted to add that in there um But yeah, we'll move on here, uh, onto some more wrestling. Uh, there was no poll for Impact this week. I fucked up. (laughs) I take the blame there. You cannot schedule polls on Twitter, which is a fun fact. And, uh, Mm. yeah, you can schedule everything else but polls. So, uh... Mm. And, uh, yeah, I mean, as I told you, I was sitting there Tuesday night. It was about seven o'clock. I'm like, cool. Got impact soon. I don't throw on before the impact until like 22. And so I was like, okay, like we got this and I was working on stuff and then I turned and looked up at the time and it was quarter after 10 and I went, what the fuck? Um, so I missed the poll. (laughs) So, it's but whatever. But we'll move on, uh, to NXT, uh, the only good WWE
1: product. Um, uh, well, we'll 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 not classify pay per view.
0: Yeah, uh, even so, I I would have watched this week's NXT over Elimination Chamber again. I think
1: that's fair, but I'm I'm still gonna give them the benefit of the doubt, right? Yeah. yeah no <laughs> um
0: for now we open the show we have finn balor adam cole tony storm Io shirai all arriving earlier in the day setting up for the big title matches and then we head off to T- sorry what tony time it's
1: tony oh time.
0: sorry you cut out again so all i heard was like ah and i'm like what the fuck was that Tony time Tony time Uh, we head off to general manager William Regal in the ring Uh, I was gonna say and he has two groundbreaking announcements to make the first of which NXT takeover WrestleMania week will be two nights takeover stand and deliver the first night Wednesday Stand. second night deliver yep (laughs) Yeah, Wednesday night, 8 o'clock, live on USA, and then Thursday night, 8 o'clock, live on Peacock.
1: Oh, there's going to be so much to cover that week. Um, Now, my question here is, they've announced this for the night of when an NXT is supposed to happen.
0: Well, it airs at 8. This is the NXT that week.
1: Or is NXT moving to Tuesday?
0: No, because we have the Hall of Fame on Tuesday.
1: But the thing is, is they could run Hall of Fame earlier in the day.
0: I think it's announced for 8 o'clock.
1: On Peacock, I think. So, So, then in that case, does that mean night one of Stand and Deliver is on USA then? Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, okay, night I one hear you say night that. one airs
0: eight pm on USA. And then night two is on Peacock. So we so know night... night one is the fucking I don't mean to be an asshole here, but if you're yeah. on night one Yeah then you
1: you wouldn't have been on, on NXT.
0: You wouldn't have been on the takeover card. The yeah. Thursday is technically the takeover.
1: And any person who has been on a takeover knows that. So, your Adam Coles, your Finn Balor's, your. Can I just make a statement here? You
0: realize we get Raw before Mania, we get the Hall of Fame, and then we get two nights of Takeover, which means they're gonna do it, you know, that much more than a normal NXT, which I'm okay with. And then we have to sit through a SmackDown in between. <laughs> Before Wrestlemania. God
1: damn it. <laughs> we even have
0: AEW
1: in the middle of that too. Where and it's like,
0: Impact.
1: We have a lot of good wrestling in the middle there. But it's sandwiched between Raw and SmackDown.
0: Oh there's. I don't know how. We'll discuss this off camera. As we have already. That week is going to be so tough. And I can already tell you now. We will cover that week we will cover the week right after and then there's a good chance you don't see us until the following fucking weekend because that's going to be a long ass fucking two weeks
1: yeah it's a lot of wrestling to catch up on and and watch and make sure we're there for especially with us having jobs and lives yeah. and...
0: i mean not much of lives but enough they um... exist Enough but anyways, for us
1: to be apparent in our social circles. Exactly, uh, gotta make
0: people know that we are still alive uh, from time Pretty to time. Much. Um, and then uh, we focus on the ramp, female talent lining the ramp. Um, New
1: singles title, right?
0: Uh, he brings uh Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez into the ring, and says because of the fuckery last week. Um, he is presenting them as the first ever NXT
1: Women's Tag Team Champions. Oh, and when he unveils them, it's got Dakota Kai's and Raquel Gonzalez's side plates. They're going to have a really long reign. I know why they had Raquel's. Which we find out later in the night. Yes, but the thing is, they're on these titles, and we'll get into it later why i'm so annoyed right now i think they did it purely because if they weren't there
0: it was gonna be a
1: dead giveaway A dead giveaway but the thing is not really because anytime they've else debuted a title um besides shinsuke they've not had the title side plates on them
0: i don't know anyways uh kai and gonzalez are just kind of like yeah we're that good and then uh ember moon and shotty blackheart come to the ring and they're like you know we beat our whole side of the bracket and you guys got lucky at takeover so like
1: but does that not imply that that means every match they got lucky too because that's yep. they did get beaten so, does that just mean anytime somebody wins a match, it's just luck now?
0: Yeah, it's pure luck, man. There's nothing to okay. do with skill anymore. I um, get what they
1: mean. They just used luck in the wrong term.
0: Yeah, and and then Regal is just like, you make my job easy. Sure. And it's like, okay.
1: Yeah. Um, and then we move on to a match that I'm disappointed is the start match, but at the same time, I'm not disappointed.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if you want to handle this, go ahead.
1: Okay. So we get Io Shirai versus Tony Storm for the NXT Women's Championship. Um, basically, this match, uh, I'm a little disappointed in the finish. I'll admit, yeah, I I really like because I don't hate Shirai, but I think she's done what she needs to do with this title, and I would have loved to see even Tony be a a transitional champion if if that needs to be the case, but like. I just think we need to see new blood in this title f- picture.
0: Which the thing is is with what they set up later. I because when this happened, I was like, uh, okay, so we're back to we're we're in a very similar position to what AEW has backed themselves into with H- uh, Hikaru Shida, where exactly. it's just kind of like she's fucking beat, like everyone basically Mm -hmm. that she needs to beat and but yeah anyways um i think they set it up uh, but i i I won't get into that until we get into it later uh, if you want to cover the finish of that match yeah
1: the finish and we've said this before recently it was very benoit heavy reference to me uh there was a
0: strange amount
1: like um, Storm goes for the flying head which I'm assuming is a move she does. I'm assuming that's something she does. Which I believe uh, is the case. Uh, but it, to me, every time I see it, I immediately think of Benoit. Uh, and so, uh, as soon as Shirai moves, she goes into a cross face. <laughs> yeah. And, I, and I'm sitting here, I'm like, okay, no, that's intentional. Like...
0: Yeah, that this was not a... <laughs>
1: <clears throat> yeah, uh, and Storm taps, which is nice, but at the same time, I'm like, mm. anyway, it was a good match. It was a really good match. I'm not taking anything away from it.
0: <laughs> yeah, they 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 gave it. Shirai, uh obviously retaining promo yeah. with Balor backstage, uh, hyping up the the main event. LA Knight backstage,
1: um, yeah, with an interview. He, yeah, he wants an open challenge against anyone. Um, Bronson Reed comes in, just grabs him. They start brawling. Um, nothing really gets said about this until later. And yeah. I don't have a note on it later, so I'm just going to talk about it quickly now. They uh, announced... Do you have a note on it? Oh, excuse me. Sorry. That was a big fucking yawn off my end.
0: Because
1: um, it's just another... It's just like a picture package that they show afterwards. So that's why I didn't write anything. Yeah, I don't think I have it. <laughs> Okay. So they just kind of, so LA Knight here, he's like, I want to, somebody to face me next week. And it seems like the answer is Bron, uh, Bronson Reed. He comes in and he fights him. We eventually get this picture that says LA Knight will wrestle next week. And the the announcers go, I wonder if Bronson Reed's going to get involved. And I'm like, are you implying Bronson Reed isn't the challenger?
0: Yeah, uh, anyways, we get, uh, Jake Atlas versus Pete Dunne with, uh, Ronnie Larkin and Denny Birch at ringside. Pete Dunne. Sorry, Jake,
1: your fingers are broken.
0: <laughs> yeah, Pete Dunne wins by submission, and then Pete cuts a promo, says he's the best, and tells someone to step up. Well, I hate to break it to you, Pete, y'art the best. The best is technically supposed to be the world champion. I say technically because we have something like SmackDown. But, um...
1: And three under WWE's banner as
0: well. Yeah. But the best is supposed to be the world champion. And I hate to break it to you. You had one of the best performances I've seen yet this year at Vengeance Day. But you aren't the best. Because you got beat by the best.
1: No matter how you fold it, you... We can say without question, Kenny Omega is one of the best pe- uh, wrestlers in the world because he literally is. He's in that, what do we say, top five or ten top promotions of world champions? Yeah. like You can't argue with that. Same with Finn. I guess you we have to lump Reigns and Lashley into that. They haven't done bad. It's just I don't like Reigns. Um, and Kota Ibushi there's definitely more um magnus i can't remember his name now um nwa champion Formula uh magnus. fuck
0: uh nick aldis nick aldis <laughs> i got it i he knew it met. i know um, professional wrestling that is a reason why <laughs> i am part of a professional wrestling podcast
1: Hi, yeah, we run Professor Wrestling Podcast. We don't, we don't know everything. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty well. Um, um, but yeah, I just, I, I felt like when he cut
0: the promo, I'm like, eh. Don't, don't try and be like, I'm the best when we, we technically know. And this isn't anything against Pete Dunne. He is absolutely one of the best wrestlers in the world. But you cannot come out on TV a few weeks after getting beat by the world champion and be like, I'm the best. Somebody step up. No, no. Um,
1: Wait a minute. This happens twice. There's a because I called it out on one of my notes when somebody does this.
0: Oh, it happens again.
1: It must be on Smackdown.
0: Oh, fuck. Anyways, uh we have an Imperium promo to Thatcher says they're there for him. Uh basically, even if he has to bring Champa, they'll make it work.
1: I mm, I heard that and I'm like, "Ah, uh, Champa and Thatcher in Imperium?"
0: Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, and then we get a Leon Ruff promo talking to Isaiah Although we're Scott. Told
1: we're gonna get the women's tag first, and then oh yeah,
0: it's up next. Don't you yeah. know the gimmick here, Blake? It, it it's it's one of our gimmicks that we do along with the best world title in the history of world titles, a twenty four seven title. Uh, it's it's our up next bit. You know, the, oh, this yeah, match so is... one of the
1: top world champions is Bad Bunny.
0: Don't make me hate my own running gag on this show, Blake. <laughs> um. Anyways, but yeah. So, so the women's tag titles up uh, matches up next. But before that, before up next, we have Leon Ruff talking about Isaiah Swerf Scott. And I got to admit, I feel bad because I am enjoying most of this card. I give no shits about this.
1: I don't give a fuck about this at all, like, I don't care about Swerve, I don't care about Ruff, and it's nothing against these two guys, they've just given me nothing to care about.
0: Yeah, I just, I could give fucking no shits about this whole program, but... Yeah, But finally, Uh, we get Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez versus Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon for the NXT Women's Tag Team Championships. Good match.
1: For the first time ever, a women's tag title match under WWE's banner was a good match. I don't want to say for the first time. In a long time. How about since 2019? Since the year they were debuted i will
0: yeah yeah, yeah. uh because i eh, there might have been something. i would last still year. say this
1: was a better match than that no matter but, what it is and not being able to remember it i still say that this is a better match because
0: yeah because i mean bliss bliss and cross against kabuki warriors at mania wasn't even yeah from the look on your face you forgot that happened
1: Bliss is a former tag champion, isn't she?
0: Yes. I think (laughs) multi-time tag champ, to be exact. Let's Um, just continue on. (laughs) But I do agree. uh, It is one of the best in a very, very long time.
1: Um, And, okay, as much as I am annoyed with this, what happens, it's still an amazing match. Yeah.
0: Oh, I, I agree. I agree.
1: Um... And so what happens, Blake? Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart win the NXT women's tag team championships. Yeah, Shotzi pins Dakota Kai. Yeah. For um Oh, well, I don't even really know what to say. They how long was their title reign? An hour and a half? Yeah, like I'm
0: okay. So let me get this out here now. I am not bitching and complaining that Shotzi and number one. I am a-okay with it. But if this is what Mm -hmm. they were going to do, it should have just been, we're introducing the titles.
1: And we're redoing the final of the Dusty Classic as it should have been awarded for the titles.
0: Yeah, yeah. You guys, like Kai Gonzalez, you got your shot last week. You got screwed out of it. But we but because of that, we can't just hand you these title belts. Titles out. need to be won. Titles in the need to be won. World. So it only makes sense that we run this match back mm-hmm. with this prize at stake. You guys will go down with your names on the Dusty Cup. You but are you, the Dusty
1: Cup winners.
0: But you did lose last week. So mm-hmm. this is your chance to redeem yourself. I yep. would have been like,
1: cool. And then we could have had a decent like title feud until, um, like not into takeover because obviously what they do here. Um, but leading up to takeover, we could have had a little title feud. Like, yep, I agree. It, but no, it, it, they they moved on a little. Like, I'm not annoyed. Like I said, that Ember and Shotzi won. No, I love Ember that, and Shotzi. Yeah, I'm annoyed that the first champions will go down as less than an hour. Probably. If we actually really time it out.
0: You want to make
1: the titles feel
0: like fucking insignificant. Like, that is how you do it. In my opinion, at least. In
1: my books. I've never looked at a title that has been quickly changed hands unless you point at Edge versus Cena after the Elimination Chamber. And that was... Cena still held it for a long time there because I don't think he won it in that chamber. Um but the thing is is like that's the only time where something like that makes sense where it's like a person cashes in on the person who just won the title like anyway we'll we'll move on from that just cuz it's not really that important it's just they should have booked it a bit differently
0: damn i don't even have a time frame no on that match uh from Without doing a super, super big amount of digging, just to look. Um, Shotzi Blackheart is the youngest uh, to win the belt at 28. And Dakota Kai is the oldest at 32. Okay. That's interesting. I didn't know Kai was the oldest out of them. Yeah. Um... Uh, that's cool. That's a uh...
1: there. Yeah, there isn't a NXT um, history design or up yet. So, anyways, moving on though, uh,
0: we get yeah. an Adam Cole promo. Uh, basically, just saying he determines when the Undisputed Era is dead and hypes up the match. Um. And then we get this. So Amber Moon and Shotzi Blackheart are walking to the backstage. All the women are around applauding, whatnot. Then we pan over to Indy Hartwell and Candice Lorray. And Indy is booing. And I just chuckled. I'm like, Jesus. Oh, I love this.
1: Like that was perfect.
0: Um And then we head over, uh, Johnny Gargano and Austin Theory come in. And Austin's like, did you pay off the therapist? And Johnny's like, at least you know now. And he starts repeating what the therapist said. Loomis said. Which I don't know if I believe. Uh, yeah, like, I don't, I don't the, believe it either. Because of the way they're doing it. Um, Basically, you know, Austin, you know, can't dress. He's this, he's that. Austin gets pissed, rips off his shirt, and storms off. Um and then we get uh Caden Carter versus Zia Lee with Boa and Tian Sha obviously watching on as per usual. Um
1: Yeah, yeah. That, that's pretty much exactly what we expected this would be. Um, um
0: Casey makes it... her way out at one point.
1: Yeah. Uh, which is really awesome because it's not like we're writing Casey off of TV. It's more of she's just not able to compete. Yep. And as a Casey fan, I like that. Yes,
0: we are aware. I don't uh, care. I'm going to
1: point it out every time.
0: But um, Casey ends up hitting Zaya with the crutch to cause the DQ. And then they continue... The attack, Boa comes in, blocks the shot with the crutch, breaks it, and then looks to Tian Sha. Tian Sha does the signal basically to like kill her. Join the dark order. Yeah. (laughs) Basically to kill her. And then Caden's like, fuck nah. Yeah, pretty much. Hits him with the crutch, and they're like.
1: And then she kind of grabs Casey and leaves.
0: Yeah um and that's that uh and then we get a promo from jordan devlin basically saying he's coming back Eh.
1: i i was intrigued by this because i'm excited for it because we know he's gonna keep the title like that that's inevitable he's coming back next week but my initial response when i saw this like oh who is this and then i had to think i was like okay airport He's got an accent. I was just thinking, storyline, who is this, right? Because I don't know Devlin by his face. And they didn't, until they had, uh, he had confirmed he was coming back to NXT, they hadn't put up his, title, his nameplate and whatever.
0: I don't and know so- why we don't just leave him over in the UK and have him be the NXT UK Cruiserweight Champion.
1: Do they need an NXT
0: UK Cruiserweight Champion? Do they need a Cruiserweight Champion?
1: No, but <laughs> we haven't. Do we need two of them? Like...
0: Sure. Why the hell not?
1: I mean, I'm not complaining because at the very least Santos is going to get what he wants, somebody to face him. <sighs> oh speaking of santos we get him yelling at <laughs> at regal um as as legato is going for the match like hey we got our match and it's like he just looks at him and goes then go for your match like <laughs>
0: uh just before that we have a zoe stark vignette but yes um yeah i love that they're like like the match is happening and he's like
1: Cool. Okay, I'm not in it. <laughs>
0: like So, Uh, yeah, they head out. Grizzle, Young Vets come out. Match doesn't get far in. And here comes what appears to be Brizongo. And as they take the space helmets off, it's MSK. Yeah. And Legato picks up the win. A uh, real quick win. And then yeah. MSK proceeds to take Grizzled Young Vets out with the the helmets. Uh, Wesley smashes. I didn't. Ca- I didn't catch which one of the Grizzled Young Vets it was, but smashes one of their hands on Drinks. the steps with the helmet. Is it K? Thank you. Um, and then Brizango show up in the ring and
1: take out Legato, and then they all just kind of dance to finish off the segment. And somebody's pockets got a little lighter in this segment. So, when you mentioned Brizango got in the ring, Legato's all happy because they're like, "Oh, we're not getting attacked, and then well, Brazang breeze decides to hit a super kick, and I Tyler guess he forgot
0: the new rule.
1: <laughs> he forgot the new rule, no slapping your leg, man. I heard it loud and clear, like okay,
0: so we're heading into it here, like literally the next match mm-hmm. okay but you are telling me at no point did you notice in the main event not Finn what i Balor noticed or okay adam fucking cole the dude has who has become and like this is no knock the dude who has become synonymous with the thigh slap. Neither he didn't hit a did single it.
1: kick. He didn't hit a single kick in this match. He hit a super kick at one point. I don't remember him hitting a single super kick.
0: He also hit the, uh, uh, what does he call the knee? Um, what but does a
1: knee is? count? Like it's only for kicks, it says. But he, he thigh slapped. But the thing is, it specifies it's only for kicks. Mm,
0: the thing I read it was thigh slaps. Okay, in general,
1: I, I heard
0: thigh slaps for
1: kicks. So, but even but,
0: Shawn Michaels has come out and been like, times have changed.
1: Yeah, but like, that's just things it. evolve. I don't. I didn't recognize any point where Cole and, uh, Balor had it. I recognized it immediately when it happened with Breeze and, um, I don't even know. See, I find
0: it hard to believe there wasn't a single one, especially on I'll go back
1: and watch it. I'll go back and watch it and make sure, but I only noticed it on this one.
0: But yeah, if this is a legitimate (laughs) thing that's happening, Breeze's pockets are definitely lighter. Um, we have Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez backstage. Talking about the, them losing, and, and it doesn't matter how long the title reign was, they'll still always be the first. Shirai comes in, gets in Raquel's face, and Shirai's like, I want you next. And Raquel basically tells her, be careful what she wishes for. Which, as I mentioned earlier, this is obviously the big setup. Push Raquel as this top, uh, top female performer it's why she had the side plates it makes sense Dakota not too sure but
1: um And it's not like they're gonna be like oh well they just didn't want to have her not have side plates and whatever what's happening with Nia Jax and Shayna base their and if they go well what's your time frame no, 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 what no, no, was no, no, their no. time frame no we, we don't
0: we don't we don't talk about the main roster here
1: <laughs> no my my very valid Stop point it. here is, <laughs> if their argument is it takes time to make side plates, why did Dakota and Ra- Raquel have it?
0: Because this has been planned since the Dusty Cup.
1: Do you think that they planned that far and ahead? They, so you're telling me they planned that Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler would have won the tag titles at the uh, SummerSlam pre-show? Or not SummerSlam pre-show, I believe. It was a kickoff or something. I'll go double-check right now to To have the blow-off of that be this.
0: Oh, it didn't matter who was in that picture.
1: Oh, so you. So it's just it. it whoever the, the women's were, it was just gonna, this is exactly how it was gonna play out.
0: Correct. Oh! <laughs> I know, I wanted to do that too, but I was like, maybe not. Um, Sorry, the Rumble kickoff. Granted, I've got no excuse as for the Naya Shana Blades. Yeah. Like, it's the main I, roster. Yeah. Nobody fucking cares. Oh, wrecked. <laughs> like, <laughs> fuck. Um, right, let's move on to the next Good. Oh, before we get that, um, we <laughs> <But> have... <next>. <laughs> <laughs> Thatcher, Timothy Thatcher, backstage, getting interviewed. Champa comes in, and he says he isn't interested in joining Imperium. He knows that it's, you know, either you're with them or against them. He's against them. He says he's interested in the General across the ocean there, which we all know who he is referring to, the, uh, the, the Ring General, Walter. Um, and he basically says next week we get toothless timothy and old man champa against imperium and which uh, is
1: the, the tag team which would be the the two that stand behind i don't even know their names so
0: uh yeah we got oh fuck we got alexander wolf uh baby blondie
1: mcblondie on the one side and hair on the other
0: side. <laughs> Walter and some other dude. I don't know. I don't know their names. I am terrible. You um, did much
1: better than I did because as soon as you said Alexander Wolf, I was like, oh yeah.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, Alexander Wolf's in Imperium. Um anyways, uh so we finally get Adam Cole versus Finn Balor for the <laughs> NXT championship.
1: Cole has nineteen sixteen scouted. Like the amount of times Balor goes for 1916 and Cole's just like, nah, <laughs> like, yeah. So,
0: uh, an interesting point is made. And I wrote this down because I thought it was a really neat statistic. Adam Cole is wearing the gear that he wore when he won the title in 2019. Adam Cole is the longest reigning NXT champion with 403 days. Nobody else has held the title for more than 286 days. I thought that was an absolutely interesting statistic.
1: And they even said his title defense record. He has 15 title matches. He's 11th um 2 and 1 or something like that.
0: That's nuts.
1: Yeah. Like he's won almost every single title match he has been in in NXT. Like
0: So, and this match is just very, very good. Um,
1: Honestly, I'd say talking about this match does it a disservice. It's one of those matches. You just need to watch these two go at it.
0: Yeah, at one point, they're outside the ring. Kyle O'Reilly is walking up to the barricade. Balor finally hits that nineteen sixteen on the outside. I almost called it Sunday Bloody Sunday, because that was what it was in Japan. Um, (laughs) He rolls him in. Coup de gras. And that's that. Now I have an Interesting note here. WWE is having a blast reusing this Thunderdome footage. You want to know why? why? It just so happens to be the one fan I looked at. They have Balor's music playing. And they have the guy on the fucking their, their board doing the Jeff Hardy dance. And I'm like uh and like it wasn't like oh maybe he was cheering the motherfucker i had the perfect shot of him and he's sitting there doing the. and i'm like 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 you guys are are fucking kidding me right they don't care
1: uh, they just don't care. They just use the the. I'm I'm not even sure they're letting new people into the Thunderdome. I'm confident it is just reused after they, the first two months. They keep posting,
0: "Hey, enter the Thunderdome here." Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And how many people actually do make it into it or even attempt at this point?
0: Well, I tried to make post it in for it all the very they first like. show. I tried to make it in for the very first show. I got my call time for that very first SmackDown, and they missed my entire call time. Everybody that had my call time got fucked. So there I yeah, you go. I just don't even
1: want to bother with it anymore.
0: But uh anyways it's like your
1: reactions are coached apparently.
0: Yeah, from what I've heard.
1: It's not uh, really a live audience then, is it?
0: <laughs> nope. But um yeah, basically that was just a fun little note. But uh Kyle O'Reilly gets in the ring. Adam Cole's kind of trying to talk his way out of Kyle kicking his ass. Cole swings for the low blow. O'Reilly blocks it, and the beatdown starts. They're going at it. Um they they'd
1: come.
0: <laughs> they brawl around. Um Uh, O'Reilly ends up shoving the ref out of the way out of the way at one point to keep beating Cole down and then he goes for the brain buster on the steps I knew this wasn't happening because of where the top steps were placed Um, but it was interesting the refs kind of stop him pull them apart a little bit and then we go to Balor in the ring and Balor goes what took you so long and I'm like what and then the camera pans and here's fucking Karrion Cross standing in the ring. And I'm like,
1: oh. Um, and okay. one thing I will say here, no wrestler is allowed to not know if a superstar just entered their ring in this pandemic now. Because Finn Balor during a massive brawl where and they have fans. Yeah, in
0: the Capitol Wrestling Center,
1: and you can't say, "Oh, well, Balor just could expect that it was cross." No, he heard him. No, I'm. I've
0: bitched on this podcast before about Impact Wrestling in an empty fucking studio and guys who sh- you can definitely hear in a ring sneaking up. No. No, Balor just completely fucking buried all of that, mm-hmm. and went, let's fucking cut the shit.
1: I heard you enter. What's up, man? Like, that's just what happened. So, like.
0: Anyways, moving on to our ratings here, what did you give out of five to NX? Excuse me, NXT. I
1: gave it a four. And I really don't think I need to justify it either. It's one of those ones where it's like, it's a four, and if you argue with me, how? <laughs> like, I gave it a three and a half. I agree. It was a good show. It's the same thing. Like, in If you're in the 3.5 to four, it's almost identical. It's just where you decide to take away a few marks at that well, point. The, like, well, the
0: thing is, you gave 3.5 to Impact. I gave three. You gave four to NXT. I gave 3.5. Like We're within the same yeah, average there exactly um match of the night the main event so i have matches
1: yes that's fair i had to force myself down to one
0: but here's the thing my matches are the title matches
1: all of them yeah or just the two
0: yeah all three okay all three um obviously the main event being as good as it was the women's match for something that we already half-assed got at a takeover and stuff like that the match still felt really good and i did go to the tag team title match because sure the outcome was weird but this was another instance where i was like we've seen this match already but they still did enough for me to look at it and go i felt like i was watching it for probably the first time yeah. Um, so I w- I was happy with that. Um segment of the night.
1: The Xyalee segment. Okay. Um Call me biased if you want to. I just I really like where that's going.
0: No, it's fair. I mean it's definitely interesting. Um I gave mine to the close of the night because that's fair. I
1: kind of lumped that in with the main like that's why I said main event because all of that was kind of one fair. big thing for me.
0: Yeah, I really got a kick out of O'Reilly returning, having a really good beatdown, and then there was just something about the what took you so long. And it, I and- love the pause they gave. They didn't immediately be like, here's Cross. It was, what took you so long? And it was like a matter, it was like a, a, a few seconds of like, what? And then it was like, here's Carrie and Cross," And I was like, you fuckers yeah. did that great.
1: Yeah, and I I made the little joke that I knew you'd come because yeah. it's it's that joke but serious. Oh, I agree. I agree hundred percent. Like,
0: um, performer of the night:
1: Colin Balor. Like, I, I and I I can give it to more people, obviously, but I was just so impressed with them. I gave
0: it to the title matches.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like that's what I mean. I can't give it to more people. All but these I, matches
0: yeah. we have seen in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. And it felt like I was watching everyone for the first time. I enjoyed them from top to bottom, which surprised me. So Absolutely. I had to give credit where credit was due. Um and then I I'm assuming we probably agree on our worst of the nights. But what is your worst? The, the title reign.
1: Yep. Okay. The title reign itself. I'm not mad that they got that they were the first champions. But if you're going to do that, make them have a week at least.
0: Yep. Yeah, should have made the match for next week. Or just had the match without crowning champions or some shit.
1: Yep. But there were uh, different ways they could have done that without him making new champions. Because it just makes Kai and uh, Gonzalez feel like chumps not chumps but like it's really basically what it is they got suckered into a title defense that they had no idea they could train for
0: yeah pretty well um want to move on to dynamite then oh we have our poll? finding the poll as we speak there we go um nxt twitter poll which i did post uh 87.5% thought it was a great show. 125 thought it was a waste of time. So, uh, obviously, uh, people are pretty, pretty solid in their thoughts of the show. Um, but yeah, we'll move on to AEW Dynamite, which I know personally for me has been my absolute favorite show of the week, including... The pay-per-view in in there.
1: Yeah. So, oh, yeah, because it was we, a really good show.
0: We opened the show with Ray Phoenix against Matt Jackson. Pac and Nick are at ringside. And these two
1: fucking kill it. If anybody thinks Nick is the, the athletic member of the Young Bucks, they've never seen Matt in a singles match. And fair enough, he's really never been in a singles match
0: like these two guys fucking killed it and uh we had like uh we had major reference scu watching from the audience uh which i am totally okay with us building towards bucks and scu like that that yes it's
1: it's a parallel of the first defense scu had because I'm pretty sure they defended against the Bucks the first time. I think that was probably
0: the first defense, first or second at least. I know that SCU definitely defended against the Bucks, a hundred percent. Oh yes, guaranteed, guaranteed. Um, but this match is is fantastic, and Ray Phoenix scores the win, which was.
1: Fucking huge. It came out of nowhere. And his finish to me is really kind of odd. It's it's just knee into like his package power slam almost. And that gets the win. Yep. It's just a bit odd. It just doesn't feel like a
0: finish to me. But I don't know. Well, it was fucking solid though. One way or another. Yeah, it was Um, really good. And then we get... So I saw a comment about this on Twitter and oh, I no. I didn't see anything. I'm sorry I don't have the person's name. But they said in the same amount of time that it would take you to watch a music video they covered up and built a whole new storyline uh, or sorry, I didn't finish my sentence there. They covered up the ending of the pay-per-view and built a whole new storyline th- that people automatically cared about in the same time that it takes to watch a music video. Mm-hmm. And I was like, son of a bitch. That is a fantastic comparison to think about. We have John Moxley and Eddie Kingston. Kingston is like, I fucking passed out. Like, make fun of you me if you want. I had fucking anxiety and stress. I went back to when I was in jail, and they were telling me they were bringing me to Rikers. And I yeah. fucking passed out. And yeah. then <laughs> they make the comment that Impact paid for the bomb, which I laughed.
1: Yeah. It, it was really, really good. Um, And, like, Moxley's like, yeah, and you know what, Kenny, you might not be good at making exploding uh bombs but you know i did get a friend back out of this so all right i think he says drinking partner which a drinking buddy yeah yeah which is as good a friend as whatever john moxley needs. yeah
0: these two and the best part is they had such natural chemistry in it because kingston is like mox is talking and kingston is like making side comments where i think in any other promo and I mean, even on Dynamite, any other promo, I'd be like, shut the fuck up and let the other person cut the promo. But I'm sitting here and I'm
1: just like, fucking Eddie Kingston is, it It works for him. Yeah, and if anybody has an issue with him saying, I was in jail and that's the reason I passed out due to stress, if you have any issue with that, say it to his face.
0: yeah. I I would not, uh, they, they make the comment a lot, you know, you wouldn't want to meet somebody in a back alley. Kingston, I wouldn't want to meet in broad daylight in the middle of a packed street,
1: let alone
0: I'm- in a dark alley.
1: Now, okay, that's entirely his character, because I'd love to meet the guy. Okay. But his character. <laughs> so, just a pretty face for some people. Oh, but, I, you know. I
0: would meet Eddie Kingston. I'd shake that fucker's hand. I'd tell him how damn good he is, because he deserves to know it. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't want to be on the bad side, because the worst part is, is his character parallels some form of reality i can only assume yes very sure for Um, for sure 100 but but my point of the matter is is this eddie kingston character as like regardless of how much it parallels his real self Mm -hmm. i i wouldn't want to be in that situation is basically it um, yeah, and I
1: just wanted people to basically know that we're not acknowledging that. We're not saying Kingston's like a murderer. We're just saying oh his no. character is terrifying.
0: I'd pay good money to meet Eddie Kingston. But uh, <laughs> next up, we have Cody Rhodes with Arn Anderson at ringside against Seth Gargis.
1: Rip Seth Gargas.
0: <laughs> Cody picks up a quick win. Uh, Shkivo, Tony Schiavone, uh, comes in with a Did you see what Arn was
1: telling him? Arn told him the the length of the match is a minute 20. Really? Yeah, Arns like he he looks at Tony and he goes, "How long do you think that was?" And Tony just kind of shrugs and and I I just see him go minute 20. I was like,
0: "Wow." <laughs> okay. Um So, yeah, so they finally get a working mic in that. And this is an absolutely phenomenal segment. Yes. We have Penta interrupting. It's coming from (laughs)
1: Spanish commentary, which is so cool. Yeah.
0: And he has, I liked this, Alex uh, Abrahantas, if you've watched BTE in that. He pulls him to translate. And, um one of the main things that is said, um he says that he is a thousand times better than Cody, and that if Cody wants to call himself the Prince of Pro Wrestling, then Penta is the Lord of Lucha Libre. And there's some back and forth, and this is uh like Penta talks some English to Cody in that. And then the absolute, and I'm amazed that they did this because they made me care about this in less than 15 seconds. Penta whispers to Alex.
1: And Alex. And it's definitely because his English wouldn't be perfect to deliver this line, which is fine.
0: Exactly. It needed to be delivered properly.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And Alex says, Penta says he would hurt Cody's arm so bad. That he would not be able to pick up his newborn baby girl. And let me tell you. That line was said. My jaw. And like this is what I love about pro wrestling. My jaw fucking fell. I'm like holy fuck they went there. And Cody fucking rushing Penta. Everybody just ripping them apart right away. Cody selling it, being pissed off. I was like, you fucking guys just took something I didn't know I wanted. And you were like, here you go.
1: My only point is, did we need to murder Gargus? Sure. Like, my my thing is, is, did this match need to exist before this? Or could we have just done this as an interview segment? Does the match wait at all in what happened here?
0: Purely to show off that Cody's shoulder is okay enough to wrestle. That's all it was for. I can guarantee you. Okay. So was it necessary? 50-50. I don't think it was. I think if we just did a... Uh, uh, an interview and then be like how is your shoulder and it'd be like it's a little banged up from the pay-per-view but i'll be back and penta being training
1: (laughs) like i would have said show him training a little bit and just been like this is him the night after revolution
0: yeah something like that but um
1: either way it was still really good
0: Then we get uh, Orange Cassidy and Chuck Taylor. They basically challenge Miro and Kip to some kind of an arcade machine street fight type match.
1: The best way I understood it was they're going to have arcade machines surrounding the ring. So it's going to be an arcade machine lumberjack match exploding
0: arcade machine deathmatch got it cool
1: um that's what kenny's
0: match should have (laughs) been
1: i know AEW went a bit heavy-handed with the um well they've they've obviously got leftover explosives (laughs) yeah um but i'm saying they went uh heavy-handed with the the um unsanctioned stuff when they first started doing it I feel like that would be overdoing it if they just did two death matches back to back.
0: Nah, they're just trying to recreate CZW.
1: Um,
0: anyways. I don't even think Moxley wants
1: to recreate CZW.
0: Um, but that's about the extent of this. And and Chuck is basically just like, if we lose, I'll be your fucking
1: servant forever. I don't want that. And. Well, I want we, best friends to just I, I run off I think them we kind of know where
0: this is going. They're gonna, ha- they're gonna split Miro and Kip, and Kip takes the pin in the match. Yeah, that's fine. Like, but I, I'm I don't know.
1: Um, I just don't. I want to see best friends be best friends forever.
0: <laughs> uh, we have Shkibo again. Tony Schiavone, uh, welcoming Sting to the stage. Uh, Sting comes out, and Sting can't fucking say two words on national TV. uh, Because here comes Lance Archer and Jake Roberts. Archer says that if they're not going to give him time, he's going to take it. And that if things don't start to change, uh, he's going to take more than just time. And he looks at Sting. And as they head out, I love how Jake Roberts is like, hey, Stinger, and I'm like, oh, oh, um, granted, I don't know if I want to see Sting die to Lance Archer, but it just, this is, this, we we talked about, did Cody need to wrestle a match for us to get this, this Cody Penta segment, did we really need to have Sting come off of this great big win i'm sorry he just had a great big win his first match since retiring you know all this shit and we just kind of buried him on live tv in my opinion like no disrespect to lance archer because i'm a huge lance archer fan but did we have to bury sting
1: so archer is going to be the first one to to beat sting then since his return
0: i guess um but I don't know. It's just. uh, We, we have.
1: Sorry, I'll let you do this. My bad. No, you go right ahead. We move on to QT and Shoddy or not. Yeah. Big Shoddy Lee Johnson talking um, backstage. QT literally avoids any question directed towards him. uh, And just says, basically, Johnson's going to win. That's basically how they annoy or they answer the questions pretty well. Um, And then we get a little like promo package that says um, Ethan Page. They're getting the uh, very annoyed person of him today uh, and that they don't want that basically.
0: Yeah. Um, So, yeah, we get all ego Ethan Page versus big shoddy Lee Johnson with QT Marshall at ringside pretty pretty decent match for for what it is uh Ethan Page obviously picks up the win here um and then Page continues to attack uh Lee Johnson after and QT just kind of stands there Dustin comes out for the save and QT walks away and I'm just in my opinion I'm like just fucking cut the cord here and just let it go I have no interest in this i i hate to okay. be a dick to qt marshall yeah. but i'm like i have no fucking care in the world that he's turning on dustin in the nightmare family
1: yeah it's really not that interesting uh, Adam page rides around on a lawnmower
0: <laughs> oh fuck man yeah he rides around on a lawnmower
1: um, uh, spent. He spent a lot of the money, and he's donated a lot of it too. Yeah. Uh, Dark which Order, is kind of a contrast to what happened on Dark or uh, being the elite. Yeah, because he said that he
0: he gave all the money in the and and yeah. just the Dark Order spent. But anyways, um, watch being the elite to see that. But yeah, Dark Order comes in, and Hangman's like, "Let's go get ice cream." And they're like, "Okay." And they all hop on except for five, cause fuck five, and
1: they almost hit the fucking lawnmower. Wheelies! No, it's all good. It was just a power wheelie.
0: Is that it? Okay.
1: No, um, they totally didn't almost just kill ten people. Like.
0: And now for um one of... One of... K okay, And I say that so heavily. One of the best segments of this show. We have yeah. Shivani on the mic, on the stage, ready to talk to Christian Cage. And here comes Kenny Omega's dancers.
1: The Sweeper Girls.
0: And here's Kenny Omega. <laughs> and Don Callis.
1: And the Good Brothers. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, and, um, okay. And, and when Kenny's coming in, you, I even mentioned this to you, Pretty Platinum is just Oh my glistening. god, it's
0: fucking <laughs> sparkling. It is making sure you fucking know it is there.
1: Yeah, and whether that's because it's on Kenny, it just looks that much better, or they shined it and made it freaking pop. It was absolutely glowing.
0: Yeah, Uh. so they come out, and Callus talks about how the bomb went just as planned. Because either way... It was a win-win for them. On the one yeah. hand, they blow up John Moxley and Eddie Kingston and they don't have to deal with them anymore. So that's a win. But on the other hand, they make them look like complete fucking fools. And that is also a win. And I'm sitting here going, you sons of bitches are covering your ass perfectly they did
1: it on all ends of this story every yeah. single side a bulletproof wall just went up to cover aw's ass on this fucking finish
0: yeah but we have eddie kingston come down and callus gets very real and very brutal with kingston talking about his time and impact And that just like every other time he's gotten these big moments, these big chances. He's been right where he needs to be when he needs to be there. And Kingston screws it up. Mm -hmm. And they tell Kingston, they're going to give him 10 seconds to leave the ring. And the timer comes up on the screen The siren starts going off, and this leads to my favorite lines in pro wrestling history as of this moment. Kenny taking the mic and going, okay, okay, north-south position, north-south position, lays on the ground and goes, 69 me, Don, 69 me! And I just, we talked about this before when you have that laugh that you just can't help it and it like screams out of you kenny laying on the ground and shouting 69 me don i screamed it was so fantastic
1: it was beautiful and it was everything that I didn't realize I needed in wrestling. Yeah. And and yeah, it's just it's it brings a tear to your eye almost.
0: Yeah, but um they get up, they're laughing and whatnot, and Omega offers Kingston one shot, but tells him he's not gonna take it and this and that. And this is how much I love Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston just kinda like Looks towards the fans as well as the hard camera and he just gives the ah fuck it shrug and just sucks Omega <laughs> and the brawl starts obviously here comes John Moxley and what not and then here's that oh so familiar music and my favorite is JR being like what the hell is that and it's like did you miss the pay-per-view?
1: <laughs> you can order the replay I, now on fight. <laughs> did, did I I feel like Tony honestly said something along those lines. And I was just like, oh, Tony, you know, he's just an old man. <laughs> yeah.
0: But uh, here comes Christian Cage, uh, which even though I knew that's where the segment was going, the second the music started, I popped because there's something about Christian Cage being an AEW that just made me fucking pop but Cage comes out Omega and Cage face to face Omega offers his hand and then walks away and Kenny kind of stands there swings at Cage Cage ducks it goes for
1: unprettier kill switch etc they didn't say
0: the name so that's why I have kill switch on my notes. I feel like an impact the it was the unprettier, unprettier was used in impact, but I also think the unprettier was used when he was Christian in the early
1: 2000s in WWE. Well, yeah, before he would uh hit the switch, it was the unprettier. Um, and, like, I, I'm i literally looking just quickly. I can see him calling it, it's called the Unprettier uh, to Mark Henry, the Unprettier to Dolph Ziggler. Like, they are, it just seems like he, he only uh, has... So,
0: the Kill Switch was used in WWE, the Unprettier was used in the WWF, WWE, and TNA, and the Impaler was used in WWF.
1: Yes, I I have a feeling he'd probably be able to get away with calling it the Impaler by now. More than likely. Um, but I mean, even still, they could find a new name for it. Like,
0: that's neat. Hmm? That's neat. Well, no, I'm on I'm on one of the uh, fandom ones that they have stuff on here, and under his finishing moves, there is that. The Frog Splash, which was used as a tribute to Eddie Guerrero. The One Man Concerto, used in hardcore matches, which was uh, a thing to Edge and Christian. And then he used the Spear from 2011 to 2014 as a tribute to Edge.
1: I do remember him using the Spear uh, because he won his world title with that.
0: I know, I just, I, I totally like forgot about it until now and then when i read it i was like right right oh you know who we need to complete all this here
1: tomco oh i could do one better
0: he retired in 2016
1: we could just do scott demore the coach from his debut as at Genesis. Holy fuck. <laughs> oh my god. I didn't know I needed this until now. Um,
0: But anyways. Yes. He, he goes for the kill switch on Kenny Omega. Don Callis pulls him out. And we get one of the best visuals. In a long time. Christian Cage. Holding. Pretty platinum. The AEW World Championship. And I stood there going, "I did not realize how badly I need him to hold that title
1: um the one thing i'll I'll note in w w e he never held the world title until he won it. He's now been a world champion he doesn't care about stuff like that. he wants it
0: like it was a very something... evident like this is what i want
1: mm-hmm. and, and i have to go he's there
0: you. he's there to outwork everyone i am so excited anyways
1: i'm so happy
0: up next we have dr Britt baker dmd uh nyla rose and maki ito one of my absolute favorites right now uh versus Does she always come out singing ah uh, yes Okay. Yes, this is a, a regular thing. Uh, okay. Against Thunder Rosa, Ryo Mizunami, and Hikaru Shida. And this is the best fucking... I... I got such a laugh out of this. I loved this. So we had Britt Baker come out, Nyla Rose come out, and then Maki Ito comes out for her performance, which, on Twitter again, I saw a lot of mixed feelings for it, which... Like I said, I understand that not not everybody, especially us Western fans, if you're not into the Joshi stuff, it might not work for you. But I encourage people to check out Joshi Pro Wrestling because it yeah. is phenomenal. But anyways, Maki Ito comes out, starts her performance on the stage. Shida, uh, Rosa, and Mizunami rush the ring to start brawling. And Maki Ito, like the professional she is, <laughs> finishes her song <laughs> as this fucking chaos is just fucking erupting. Maki yeah. Ito's on the stage just like, yeah, let's go. Yeah, like,
1: uh, she's just singing her whatever song and just doing her thing and <laughs> i mean more power to her she looks like she's having a blast like would
0: you would not you be having a fucking blast yeah.
1: it's like if you were told you have to work the r-truth gimmick for the rest of your life i'd be fine with it because i'm on wwe tv you know what i mean like but i fucking one of my favorite things was the comment
0: from commentary jr uh they they promoted his book and he goes if i hadn't of uh, been finished writing that book by now this girl would have a chapter all of her own and i'm like um
1: yes uh okay her finisher the Kokeshi, does she just land on people? like cuz she goes for it and it just looks like she's going to fall over yeah is that all it is? I think so.
0: <laughs> okay. I, I think it's supposed to be like a partial kind of like head buddy type thing. Okay. I don't know. Ito... I'm not complaining. I, I enjoyed it. Like. Ito-chan is, is fantastic. But uh, anyways, um, we haven't actually a really decent match here. That yeah, was um, really good. Also, Rebel and Vicky Guerrero ringside. Rebel with the crutch. Um because what it le- Yes. Um it leads into post match, but Thunder Rosa picks up the pin over Maki Ito, single tier runs down my face. And then the beatdown starts post match, Britt taking out Thunder Rosa, and uh, that, which actually sets up to something huge next week. Uh, which we'll we'll talk about right now, actually. We get Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa in not only the main event of Dynamite, but in a lights-out, unsanctioned match. The first on Dynamite
1: do you know um uh it's all been taped already
0: oh yeah because they announced the the tickets for the next show which is not this upcoming week but the week after
1: mm-hmm. the the St. Patrick's Day slam has been recorded yeah. i've i've read spoilers nothing's been confirmed
0: yeah it um It seems as if they, uh, when they pre-film, there is no crowd in attendance. Because, I mean, the only spoiler we got out of a few weeks ago was about a zip line being used, and it was said that Sting used it, and it turned out it wasn't even Sting.
1: This one was an in-depth, word-for-word recaps of every single thing that I read through. The only match they didn't spoil was the main event.
0: Oh, motherfuckers, if there's one match that I want to read ahead, head-on to know it's the main event.
1: The the quote said, this match, I will not spoil for you. You have to watch it. Fuck! I'm
0: excited. (laughs) I don't care. I'm excited. Britt Baker has immensely impressed me the last few weeks. After shitting on her for almost a full year, she has made me eat my fucking words just like Nyla Rose. I am not... I'm still to not admit a big it fan of one Nyla. Bit.
1: Still not a big fan of Nylas. But
0: they're in-ring, from where they started and what I bitched about for almost a year, I mean, I fucking tore Britt Baker fucking uh, left, right, and center about, I mean, I'm like, you're fucking dating one of the best pro wrestlers in the world. Like, come that on. That doesn't make her a
1: good wrestler, though.
0: You literally have one of the best pro wrestlers at your disposal to train with. There is no excuse that you should be as green as she was.
1: It's fair. I just, I do give benefit of the doubt knowing how I would be, especially even if I was in a relationship with fucking John Cena. Like,
0: (laughs) yeah, but at that case, you shouldn't be promoted as one of the company's top talent.
1: Very fair. No, it's she, very she was
0: promoted. She was the first signing, one of the biggest women women signings, all this, and she was green as hell.
1: But it it, it still was it, she's come a long way for sure.
0: But um Yeah, anyways, um, uh Matt Hardy, private party backstage. A Hardy Party. And he announces that he has signed Butcher Blade and Bunny to his empire, as he called it. I'm not sure how I feel about this going forward.
1: It's going to push Private Party out of his group and turn them back face. That's all it's doing.
0: But I really don't want Butcher, Blade, and Bunny to get sucked into this. I want them to do their own thing. Because I really like that team.
1: I think Butcher, Blade, and Bunny are smart enough to leave Matt before um like whereas private party was kind of that green team that just is looking for help um i think butcher blade and bunny are just gonna be like no this is kind of bullshit fuck you
0: well let's i i hope because when i saw it was them i was a tad bit disappointed because i am a big fan of them and i'm like i'd rather just see them on their own work their way get the notice and get those tag titles if i'm being honest i no disrespect here to Matt Hardy, but I don't think like obviously the mentorship is already all like it's always good, and obviously we're talking in a kayfabe sense here, right? So in a kayfabe sense, I don't think they need Matt.
1: I no, honestly very... don't. No, they definitely don't. Um, but I can see why they want them because they they want to give Private Party that rub, which is very fair.
0: But uh then we head off into one. Hell of a fight. Um, Darby Allen and Scorpio Sky for the TNT Championship. These two, we said it about Colin Battler, they fucking kill it, and I can't do it justice. I don't know if you can, but I cannot.
1: I'm a little annoyed by the finish. Just a little bit. Okay. I don't like that I'm pretty sure he or Darby beat Cody via roll up, and now he's beaten uh Sky via roll up. Uh, like I I feel like Sky's uh, so Sky turns heel right after this. Um, after all this happens, I feel like Sky's heel turn would have felt so much better if he had just won the championship and been like, I'm the face of the revolution now. And stomp on Darby.
0: Um, so your your issue with the finish
1: is the roll up is the fact that it was a, a a roll up mainly is my big issue. And then they could have changed the finish if they just didn't want to see Sky lose norm like cleanly.
0: The thing is, though, is that's another thing um here that I I want to point out with you saying that. Um, It's similar to when we had the first time limit draw on Dynamite. We have become conditioned as pro wrestling fans for certain things to be a certain way. Something like a roll-up, you go back, and they made a very good point on commentary. A roll-up is a very traditional wrestling move. You lock the guy. You have them rolled up. It's not a weak move. If a no.
1: roll up is locked and utilized properly, it gives you a win. I know. I-, I get that, but I'm not saying it's bad. It's just he's he won the title via that, and now his second defense, he wins via that.
0: Okay, so people need to start not getting rolled up by Darby Allen. And. Oh, maybe- as, maybe, yeah, for, as for as so for Sky winning the title and then turning, I don't think it would have benefited him at all. I think where they're going with this, because it's been been a very continual running thing of Sky kind of keeps getting these chances, and it just keeps slipping through. He's not losing by a long shot. He's not getting his ass whooped. He is being an absolute competitor. It is being solid fights, and that big win literally it's it it's well he had darby b
1: here he had darby b so he was go- he was setting up for the tko and darby just yeah. flipped it into a role which but that, is but
0: that's the thing building up into the story they could not yeah. have changed the finish for darby to pick up the win and turn sky heel any better And having Sky win the title and turning him heel would have made absolutely zero sense going forward.
1: Maybe, but maybe it's just because at this point, I don't see Darby continuing on as TNT champion. That's why I'm like, maybe just get the title off of him. But I don't know. I don't see Darby continuing on as champion much longer. I think he's going to lose it here within the next two, three weeks.
0: Mm, I could see him holding it for a while because I mean they're gonna build that that mid mid card roster around people like right. Darby Allen and Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page and stuff like that. Yeah. And so I mean Darby Allen is one of the most over guys right now in yep. that mid card division. Right. Um, and it was the first name that they've given that title to a title to and taken a risk which which it's the truth cuz i mean no, it's first it's ever it's... you're uh like cuz i'm not going to consider um uh in a sense um like the women's title because not to sound like an ass there hasn't been a whole lot of established women no. so i'm not including that but you look at your world title and it was jericho moxley and now omega even your tag belts it was scu who have all been established in their own right in some way shape or form and then you got hangman and kenny ftr and then the bucks all these titles and then you look at the tnt title and it was cody and brody yeah but These my point... titles have all been center focused around people who have had a name and this is the first legitimately in my opinion home grown talent yeah and i think they're gonna launch it to the moon in hopes of solidifying Darby as one of their first major homegrown talents
1: that's fair my point with it not being or with him not being champion for much longer is that I don't see the mid-card title being a title that's held for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of days. I see it being, uh, you have the title, you do what you can with it. Like, it's a workhorse title, you're supposed to defend it week in, week out. So, I feel like it makes sense for them to be shorter reigns. Not saying short reigns, but shorter The thing
0: is, if if we're going to put a long reign on anybody, it's going to be Darby Allin.
1: Because we know what Darby Allin
0: will put his body through and still be able to come out on top.
1: Yeah, I'm just going off of what I picture this TNT title to be built like. And that's why I'm just like, eh, I'm not, I in no way take away from the finish of this match. Just something that I'm like, eh, they could have maybe done it differently.
0: The thing is, is if it ends up being literally the only title that we end up seeing pop around here, there, and everywhere in between... I'm gonna stop giving a shit about it. No, and I'm like, not saying very it's gonna pull, like,
1: but I'm just saying I don't see there ever being a year-long reign for the TNT Championship, ever.
0: Well, I mean, the thing is, though, I if if it's if it's set up properly, there's there's no reason why not. But I mean, it, you can look at any title that way in that's a fair. sense there, there's a lot of them unless they're set up properly yeah you know i well i mean it's like the young bucks i don't see the young bucks
1: holding the belts through all out no no and that's just it like i'm in no way saying this is uh, exclusive to darby i'm just saying the way i see the tnt championship being built is that it's going to be this workhorse title. It gets defended seven times in a 50-day reign or whatever, you know. Like, it has the most defenses out of every title, but it also has the shortest reigns because of that. The thing
0: is, though, the only issue is they need somebody worthy of taking that title. And I say this with absolutely no disrespect to Scorpio Sky. Phenomenal competitor, phenomenal wrestler, uh, like, all around yeah but i don't think right now sky is the guy to do it sky will hold it oh, sky, sky will be in the world title picture one day but the thing is is when darby won that belt darby was on dynamites darby was in the focus sky kind of came out of nowhere two weeks ago was put in yeah. this ladder match from only wrestling fucking two matches on dark in the past fucking two
1: months yeah, know it's very fair. And um, then,
0: I, I'm yeah. like, why would you put the title on him? Because 90% of the audience hasn't seen Sky for fucking two months. Well, and that's fair. And so, but the worst it's part probably- is, there's a lot of people in that area that are the same way. It's like, you could put the title on him, but he hasn't done enough to make that's absolutely
1: fair. anybody care about it. I was just thinking more along the lines of the way the, the heel turn worked, but I feel like it almost would have been a more prominent heel turn if he had had the title, but it can go either way.
0: Yeah. But, uh, we move on to what is probably one of the best things. AEW has done in the year of 2021, in my opinion, Mm -hmm. uh, we have
1: the inner circle war, council so we have the inner circle i remember when we talked about this at revolution when it got announced and you kind of turned your nose up and you're like oh well i i didn't believe they were kicking
0: jericho out which i mean i was correct um and it's funny uh because i mean this this predates the the podcast um i predicted back at full gear um with friends that i had watched that pay-per-view with um, when MJF won and was joining, I said specifically the storyline would be MJF turning the inner circle, the inner circle turning around and going, ha, fuck you, and MJF having something up his sleeve.
1: Yeah, it's very fair. The,
0: the possibility was a team or uh like he was gonna he was gonna write Jericho off but not break up the inner circle like it'd be him to write Jericho off. It was gonna be some shit like that. I just didn't know when or how. And And here it is. Here they go. So um they're talking And who as well. Yeah. So they're talking and Jericho makes a comment uh like they're they're talking about the War Council and about how how Armies and teams need to regroup and refocus, and that's what these war councils are for, and that's what they're doing. And he says he thinks it's time for them to potentially add a new member. And Max turns around and goes, Maybe it's time they let someone go. And then wouldn't you fucking know? Sammy yeah. fucking Guevara comes out. And and he looks at Jericho, and he's like, Chris, like, I, I understand. And Jericho's, you know, just ripping him apart on the mic. And I liked how Sammy, without a care in the world, without a fear in his mind, got right into the ring and right up to Jericho. And he goes, like, listen, you need to see this. Sends it off to the screen. And we have footage of Sammy setting up a camera. In the, the inner circle's locker room. It fast forwards. And there's the inner circle in there. So we're talking Santana Ortiz and Hager. MJF walks in. And he says that there's going to be a change in leadership. And that they're kicking Jericho out. Everybody's like cool. And um, yeah. they head back to the ring. And... This is where it gets great. Max is like, this isn't the way I expected you to find out. But I guess this is how it's going to be. Get em, yeah. boys. And the second I watched them start to walk towards Jericho, I was like, you motherfuckers. I know exactly where this is going. And I loved it. They get yeah. right up to Jericho. And they all turn and look at Max. And Jericho makes, it's the point I made on the revolution podcast. Jericho looks at him and goes, are you fucking serious? Like, you don't think we watch, you don't think we talk all the time. Like we know what's going on. And it's great. Jericho gives a good shove to MJF. Tells him he's fired from the inner circle that. They're done.
1: And MJF starts crying.
0: Yeah, and Jericho lets him know they're going to give him a good old-fashioned inner circle beatdown. Max takes the mic, says he never wanted to take over the inner circle. He built his own. Lights go out, lights come on, and in the ring is FTR, Dax, Harwood, and Cash Wheeler. Sean Spears, Tully Blanchard, and Wardlow. And this beatdown ensues. Yeah. This was absolutely phenomenal. MJF was great in all this. Just sitting on the top rope, watching the carnage. Um, Them taking out Sammy. Um... Now, I made a comment to you on a call that we had the other night uh, just talking about this. Somebody who's been in the business as long as Jericho, I think, would know to turn away from the hard camera when pulling out his blade from his wrist tape. (laughs) But Jericho laid right in hard cam. Yeah, and Hard came right on him, and you can see Jericho look down at his wrist tape, pull out the blade, and shove it in his pocket. And I'm like, oh, Chris. Yeah. But it's great. Uh, Max hits Jericho with the ring um, and the bat. I really like Tully picking up the – the visual of Jericho crawling for the bat, them stepping on it, Tully grabbing it, kind of hitting the ropes with it is great and then they bring him up to the stage wardlow hoists jericho up and power bombs him off the stage through tables which at least they got their table situation figured out properly after the matt hardy situation
1: did you notice what was underneath it <laughs> i didn't notice specifically what was there but a good 5 or a a good foot in or a good foot thick crash pad yeah yeah well if you notice when the tables break they only broke about that much down and so he's laying in what looks like a u whereas we're used to pretty much looking like a v if they get broken properly yeah and there's a significant flat part where it's like well he's lift he's up higher which is fine i'm not mad about it you know
0: what was really cool, though? Uh, a, a neat tidbit that I noticed. Well, uh, obviously, the show finishes off with MJF's almost horseman-like
1: stable. I, Because I watched the spoilers, I can give you what I have been told is the name. Okay, so, spoiler warning,
0: warning, mute it, we won't stick on it. Mute the podcast now.
1: No, I have to find it. Oh, for fuck's sake! Remember, I hope
0: you're not muted because we don't have it. Because Blake is a fuckwad.
1: I apologize. Um, (laughs) I
0: have the name.
1: Okay, say I have it. I don't have it. it. (laughs) I have it, but I don't. I just couldn't. I didn't want to say it and have the wrong name.
0: (laughs) So okay,
1: uh, you got it. One second. I'm just finding the write up for it now. Uh, Okay, I have it.
0: Okay mute now go the ahead pinnacle. the pinnacle the pinnacle it'll grow on me like the inner circle
1: yeah it it didn't sit right with me but there's a promo that goes along with it and i imagine that well, probably helps sell it when so. when jericho introduced the inner
0: circle i remember sitting there and going like is this really the fucking name and mm-hmm. now I'm sitting here like the inner circle, so that totally makes sense. I won't repeat it, um, due to the spoiler there. Hopefully, whoever muted it, um, but I mean, I can definitely see it being, you know, it's because we're the top of the pro wrestling world, like that. That's the yeah. point of it. Um,
1: yeah, definitely, hundred percent.
0: But a, a nice little tidbit, um, here was when Jericho bladed. He had a good little amount of blood. Like there, there was definitely some blood, in that they bring him up. And what's really cool is we get one good shot just before the power bomb. Uh, just before he gets set up, and he still just got that little trickle, basically. Wardlow then flips him up into the power bomb, and just that motion and the way Jericho's body reacted, he pumped blood and because it's just the body's reaction
1: he, well because gravity takes effect it's a liquid like. yeah
0: he swings up gets power bombed and they get like an immediate shot of him and he went from having this little trickle down his face to he's got an insane amount of blood in like 10 seconds and i'm yeah. like that is that's fucking
1: neat um, yeah, it's just physics man <laughs>
0: But uh yeah, they stand tall, uh which is really awesome. Uh what did you give Dynamite a rating out of 5?
1: 4.25, a little bit higher than NXT. Okay.
0: Okay. Um I gave it a 4.75. I gave it a near perfect that's very fair. I, I couldn't quite
1: give it a perfect, because there were just, like I said, I had a couple issues with, like, the Cody match and, and certain things, but they're probably more just me being weird.
0: I thought it was a near-perfect card. Mm-hmm. Um, what is your match of the night?
1: The TNT Championship.
0: So, I gave it to the opening between Phoenix and Matt, I gave it to the TNT title, and I also gave it to gave it to the six woman tag. All three matches I sat there like, yeah, okay. <laughs> like, let's do this. Yeah, very fair. Um segment of the night.
1: The Inner Circle War Council.
0: So I gave it to the War Council as well as the Kenny, Kingston, Christian Cage a debacle i guess
1: yeah a world title mess
0: um like it was it was great it was great yeah um
1: performer of the night i gave it to a lot of people i gave it to darby i gave it to sky i gave it to Guevara i gave it to jericho i gave it to m j f
0: um so i sat here and i copped out here i don't care if this I mean, I, I shit as much as I could on Monday about Revolution on the podcast very vocally about it. Mm-hmm. And I don't care. I, I am I am pulling my AW card back out here now. I sat here and scrolled through everybody on this card top to bottom multiple times. And I'm like, how the fuck do I pick somebody? I gave it to just about anybody who had an important role on the card
1: because that's from the top to Tony Schiavone that's so mean man. are you fucking
0: kidding yeah. me that's... Schiavone's at the top of that motherfucking <laughs> if I can fucking give it to Omos and you can give it to Scott Demore, Tony Schiavone fucking deserves go- I, I've i already are given it, it to Alex Marvez <laughs>
1: no
0: Scott Demore totally deserves it but um no, I gave it to like as many people on the card as as I, I theoretically could. Because top to bottom, it was fucking great. Um What's your worst of the night? Cody's match. The match only. Only the match. Just just kind of felt pointless in there. I totally get that. It didn't that.
1: need to exist. It didn't need to exist.
0: My worst of the night. Is that this? fucking two-hour dynamite was better than the
1: sunday pay-per-view i paid 60 bucks for would you like to know something really interesting about that said sunday pay-per-view it was one the of the t- highest pay-per-view buy rates i know that not just one of it was the highest non-wwe profit uh pay-per-view since 1999
0: holy fuck that's crazy that's crazy um and this twitter poll is one damn easy Twitter poll to tell hundred percent great show. Yeah. I kid you fucking not.
1: And um and if anybody's like, oh well it's just cause AEW, everybody's their AEW. I'm sorry, did you not hear all of our complaining for the Sunday for the dud and all that? Oh my god, we... I
0: shit on it as much as I could. I did. I, I yeah. openly
1: for fucking
0: 40 minutes. Me and you debated back and forth... And I shat as much as I could on parts of that pay-per-view... Because it... As I said... These pay-per-views are supposed to be top caliber... And the pay-per-view didn't quite meet it in my opinion... It still doesn't... I mean that's not what we're here to debate. We had that whole podcast to do that... But... I shit as much as I could on AEW... In that podcast for their pay-per-view... I'm allowed to pull my card here... And be like, this show deserves a near perfect, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, it's very fair. And can we move on to... Well, I guess we don't want to move on. But let's move on to what isn't a perfect show. Well, you can cover this top
0: to bottom because I missed it. Thank
1: God. We'll move through this quickly because uh, we've spent so much time shitting on SmackDown. I don't plan on... Hanging up too much on this,
0: you go right ahead. I will sit here, listen to these results, and be just as shocked as anybody who hasn't seen it so far,
1: so we get edge opening the show uh he he talks about Brian and reigns, holy know... shit,
0: so we actually see the Royal Rumble winner,
1: yeah, you know, in the rain in the rain, yeah, holy came out, fuck. came out. Music and everything. The whole nine yards. Bruce Pritchard had a five-hour energy. Yeah. He, um, and he
0: got some spunk in him.
1: Just wait until I tell you when we actually see Roman. um, Paul, so... I just died a little on the inside. <laughs> says Paul and Roman wanted this match, so he gave it to them. Uh, and now they're worried. Now they're backpedaling. Now they're like, hey, don't no don't pick me exactly what we had picked out with with reigns last week brian comes out uh saying like no it's uh i didn't i didn't interrupt you or i didn't try to steal your spotlight basically it was all entirely for me because this is gonna this could be my last mania whatever uh my immediate thought is we're not gonna get the fast lane title match Because I hate WWE's booking. Anyway, we get Edge and Brian basically kind of face to face. And after everything Brian said, he was like, I feel I'm the best, pretty much, was his his shtick at the end. And then and Edge just kind of goes, You are good, but you're not better than me and walks out. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> Don't uh, mean and to then... be a
0: dick, but agreed.
1: Oh. It's very fair. Um then we get a eight man tag team match, The Street Profits and Ray and Dominic Mysterio versus Alpha Academy and Robert and Dolph Ziggler. Robert hey, Roode and Dolph Ziggler.
0: Here's two fucking storylines we really just don't care about. Here's an eight man tag match to settle it.
1: You think something gets settled here? No, because it's fucking
0: Bruce Pritchard in the corner going hoo, 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 with a fucking clipboard.
1: Exactly not Um, sorry
0: anymore bruce i've given you enough fucking chances
1: this match basically dissolves into ray and dominic versus um the alpha academy and street profits versus rude and ziggler
0: oh who would have fucking
1: guessed the the finish comes after ray and dominic hit the 619 on ziggler and then we get ford hitting the frog splash for the win it's it's exactly what you would think happened we then get jay uso walking up to paul to to roman reigns room and he's stopped by paul Heyman. um okay and and this is kind of like the so you know how paul and jay act around reigns
0: yes
1: they are still acting that way so um he's like well, i'm just gonna go talk to him whatever and paul just kind of says you know that wouldn't be a good idea considering you tapped out last week um and yeah basically he just goes oh i'll go deal with some stuff it's it's okay (laughs) yeah walks away um okay it's basically how it happened We get Seth Rollins talking backstage. He talks about Cesaro. He's told that Cesaro, or he says uh, Cesaro is the biggest waste of potential in the WWE. Yeah. Uh, And then Murphy, or he's told that Murphy and Cesaro have a rematch tonight because we needed that. Um, Uh, Yeah,
0: we, we just got it, so we need another one.
1: Yeah, and so Seth looks, I want to say interested, but he kind of has that, like, shit-eating grin.
0: (laughs) Go figure.
1: Yeah. Um, Just say it. Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler go shopping with Reginald.
0: Fuck my life. (laughs) Left Right, upside down, from behind, in the mouth, everything in between. I, I hate covering WWE's programming. I am so fucking tired of this stupid
1: motherfucking bullshit. And it's not like it just lasts like oh they just go shopping and then it kind of cuts. No, we get like ten costume changes for Reginald, and he's doing a full fashion runway thing while Shane is sitting there on her phone.
0: I do not care about that rant I just went on. I am fucking done.
1: Oh, they and-
0: took up time on a fucking SmackDown. They. Do not have a solid Wrestlemania card yet. You could have fucking built some badass shit. And you...
1: Um, I'm so How angry. do you want me to repay you? And she just grins like the Cheshire Cat. Uh, and, and then we get Cesaro versus Murphy. So do you think this match was A... The same match as last week. B, a quick match. Or C, completely and almost immediately interrupted by Seth Rollins. <laughs> if you pick C, you're right. I was going to uh, say
0: D, all of the above. Like, I mean, it, obviously it couldn't necessarily be, but I could totally see it being, like, the same progress of moves. It being quick because Rollins got involved.
1: <laughs> So Cesaro, they they basically do like a few big moves at the start, and then Murphy jumps off of the top rope in a drop kick, but instead of a drop kick, he just kind of hands his legs to Cesaro so he can swing them. Um it it's almost exactly what you are probably imagining. Uh and then as the swing's starting. Who else but Seth comes in and destroys the whole thing. By the way, he did almost exactly what um, a TJP did and just sat on the ring with a or sat at the uh, stage with a steel chair um, watching.
0: Okay. So did so did Rollins get involved?
1: Yeah. Once as soon as the swing started.
0: Okay. Um, did he hit a super kick? No. Okay.
1: He hit
0: the stomp. You, you you pointed out about Breeze with the th- thigh slap. And Rollins is another one where yeah. his super kicks are are probably one of the most evident because even for the small super kicks where you don't need a sound effect to register, he does the little
1: Yeah. Uh, he forum. That's why I was
0: like mm. it
1: seems strictly like he was doing the stomp. He did it twice, I think, and that was pretty much the only move he did besides punching. Okay. Um, And then basically it's just he beats on Cesaro, and I'm like, this is going to be them in a Last Man Standing match, because the whole time, Seth is like, yeah, how's it feel to not stand now? I'm like, oh, so you guys are doing a Last Man Standing match at Fastlane. Um, guess who stops Seth Rollins? No. Jamie Noble. Obviously, it's not like supposed to be Jamie Noble, but he's the one that's like in the security that does it. <laughs>
0: like, oh my god, I just, my heart! Oh my god, you almost just killed me. <sighs> but so this is now... live. This is this is live. This is on VOD for okay. everybody to see. If I die from a heart condition. That was the initial start of it.
1: Okay, so we've just set up Cesaro versus Seth Rollins, right? Who does Seth Rollins come face-to-face to to at the back curtain when they come back to Gorilla?
0: Dominic and Rey Mysterio.
1: Shinsuke Nakamura. Why? (laughs) Why? No nothing gets said. they just stand face to face and then it cuts. Sammy Zayn talks to Kevin Owens uh Blake Christian is not one of the cameramen tonight okay, but do you want to know something really interesting? They replaced the ginger with Christian. that was the only reason it was Christian is because the consistent cameraman that they had was a ginger okay um. This just kind of is basically like Sammy's like, hey, do you want to be in my documentary? And and Kevin's like, no.
0: <laughs> Go and fuck <focus>
1: yourself. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, we get announced that we're going to get the celebration for Bobby's uh, title mat, title win. We're going to get it, but we're not. <laughs> <laughs> I love your confidence in in.
0: WWE's fucking chimpanzee booking team of Bruce Pritchard.
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, speaking of, Jay Uso talks to Edge backstage. Oh fuck my life. Edge <laughs> is like, I, I hey Jay, I think you're being disrespected by Roman. Like, what would Rikishi think?
0: Oh, don't uh, bring the big Kish into this.
1: Like he didn't specify Rikishi, but he said your dad and.
0: Okay, I was gonna say don't bring the big Keish into this because then we're gonna get fucking a dance off at Fastlane between Rikishi <laughs> and Edge.
1: He did, however, name drop off and Sika specifically. Um, and then basically he's just like, you know, your family wouldn't like the way you're being treated, and Jay gets mad and it's like, no, nah, you wouldn't, you wouldn't know what you're talking about. Us, 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 us. That's pretty oh much my all God. I, got from him. I- I cannot stand
0: Jay's promo because it's just him yelling and he it's like trying to understand. And I I don't say this to to be a jackass. It's like when you're trying to understand like another language, like something like Japanese. And for some reason, in every sentence, the only thing you can pick out is chon or son. Like when they're ending a name or something. Yeah. That is all I get from Jey Uso's promos are oos, oos 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 and I'm like, what the fuck did I just listen to?
1: Yeah.
0: Uh... <laughs> I'm just being honest. I don't like the hands rubbing together. What? It's the Kevin Owens show! Oh I'm okay, I'm okay with this. I like Kevin Owens. I I, I I'm a fan with of Kevin. With special
1: Owens. guests? Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair.
0: Okay, you just killed my interest. Hold on. Not necessarily, not necessarily. Reginald's not involved with this story anymore. (laughs) Fuck yourself.
1: Do not. (laughs) Blake? Do not tell me what I think you're about to tell me. I'm not not about to. It takes a minute to get there. (laughs) Fuck my life. So... Kevin Owens is basically like, oh, if you guys go on to Mania as tag champions, you'll be the only people to do that since Shawn Michaels and John Cena. That was their, they wanted to make sure they slid that comparison in. Um, Hold on. um, Michaels and Cena were still tag champs? Yeah. uh, Michaels came down with the tag title. When Cena comes through the glass, they're still tag well, champions. Yeah, that
0: that's Mania twenty three. That's Detroit. Yeah. That's yeah. one of my favorite all time WrestleManias. They yeah. were still
1: tag champs. Yeah, they were still the tag champions. Cena doesn't come out with the tag title, but I'm ninety percent sure Shawn Michaels does.
0: I don't remember Shawn Michaels coming out with the title.
1: He's got the red thing, so it's covered by the the gear that he's wearing, as far as I remember. Well, that, cause that
0: was, cause he was wearing the DX gear up until that match, um, because Hunter had gotten injured earlier in the year, Yeah. um, I think that's a photo, and it doesn't look like he's got the tag belt on him.
1: Okay, well, yeah, but they are still the tag champs.
0: Yeah, I'm not gonna like. If they said it, if they said it tonight, then obviously that's the case. But I just in my head am mm-hmm. sitting here like Shawn oh, yeah. Michaels and John Cena. Like I remember them winning the tag
1: titles. Yep. I remember absolutely all of that. And he's not saying it's like the first ones to compete for the championship, NB champ or N tag champions it's the first ones to do it at mania and champions so uh because obviously we've had batista and cena do it too mania Uh,
0: 23 only had 1.2 million buys
1: it wouldn't if they redid it um like as in like if they like completely just resold it right now it would go way better probably that amazes Uh, me that's it yeah uh Sasha compares herself to Jordan and then makes a shot to say like, if if she's Jordan, Belair's LeBron, and in no way is that a bad thing. Okay. Uh, and then Banks will come out of Mania. She either said Mania or Fastlane. It was just, I didn't care enough to really pay attention that much. She'll be too ba- about abouts- Banks, because of course. Um. Sure. Jax and Baszler come out obviously Reginald's tailing the commentators go they are not Sasha's and Belair's opponents tonight this is the first I'm hearing of this being a tag match because we're doing the Kevin Owens show who comes out next Natalia and Tamina Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair versus Natalya and Tamina are up next. Um, This match is not needed in the slightest. Uh, Belair... So, hmm, the finish is... The focus is on Reginald's clothes. He is standing up on the announce table, strutting, walking, and Jax is talking about that the whole time. Baszler is getting pissed off and saying, can we please talk about the match which features our challengers
0: yes please
1: that never happens um sasha decides that instead of just letting reginald be a clown on the outside she's going to get up on the announce table too and yell at him uh and so then he gets in the ring and then she gets in the ring and then he goes out of the ring and then she's pushed out of the ring uh and then tamina rolls up bel air for the win And then Belair Uh. is mad because she never loses. She said that she never loses. Now, in the ring, I can see one woman who's beaten her for a specific title in the NXT multiple times. This is, I remember I commented on something else that that, that this happened. Yeah. There it is. Um, Yeah. Yeah. They just argue into the backstage after the commercial. It's basically, oh my god, Banks blames Bel-Air and Bel-Air blames Banks. Yeah, Banks. I thought I was saying the same names there twice. Um, anyway, Big E's returning from injury. Uh, and, and he goes, as I lay in the medical facility. Uh, yeah, because
0: we can't say hospital.
1: Always remember yeah, that. I thought he was... Entirely joking through this, like I thought he was doing his biggie kind of joke character. Blah blah. blah. No, he he's being deadpan serious the whole time. Um, and I couldn't follow this this promo. He he's like, um, Paul Apollo across crossed the Rubicon. He's beaten. Uh, he can't put the genie back in the bottle, and now he has to go Old Testament on him. And I'm like, what? Uh, anyway, he continues on and he's like, Apollo doesn't answer the, the challenge. And so we get, he goes, if you know, if you're not gonna accept your challenge that you want your IC title match, I'm just gonna give it to somebody else. Guess.
0: I I don't have anything.
1: Baron Corbin comes out. He's in a suit and his crown. He is in a suit. And his crown. Why the fuck are you, anyway? uh, And so he doesn't even make it to the ring. Sami Zayn comes out. So before Baron Corbin can be like, "Well, I'll I'll take the match," we just hear over the the broadcast, "I'll I'll accept. I accept. I accept. I accept." Basically, how Biggie handles this, and he is he goes, "Whoever gets in the ring first, you have the match." Zayn just sprints to the ring. Um. This match is almost exactly what you would think it is. It is just so that way Sami Zayn's um, documentary has a finish and that he has now had his rematch for his IC title. Because um, uh, Sammy was making a point of saying that it is going to be posted on all social medias and it's going to, like, so it's almost done from what I can understand. Uh, and then basically we get the big ending, Big E wins. Apollo jumps Big E. Uh, and then just tosses the steps at him and stands on top of the steps. It, it's great. Um, I Jackson, love
0: the seriousness in your voice there.
1: Yeah. Jackson Reginald talk backstage. Reggie asks Jack, or, or says to Jacks, you know, you should be the SmackDown Women's Champion next week. Nothing more comes of this. And... This is 15 minutes before SmackDown finishes. Dur-dun, dur-dun, dur-dun. Uh... We almost made it the whole show. We were this uh... close. We were this fucking close. Uh... <laughs> oh, it's time for the WWE Championship, con- Universal Championship contract signing for Fastlane.
0: Oh yes, we- yes, because contracts. You know, yeah. you'd assume after how many years of contract signings, somebody would get the fucking idea.
1: Oh, that they just, just the
0: don't work out.
1: So we get obviously the chair's in the wrong position for Roman. So he's got to move it to the head of the table. <sighs> he, he he sits at the head of the table. And then I'm going to grab the mic and I'm going to do exactly what Reigns did. You don't want this. You don't want to do this. Are you sure this is what you want, Brian?
0: You, 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 you doing that legitimately angered. If anybody, I mean, the audio listeners uh, aren't going to get this. Anybody watching this uh, or watching the VOD I am slouched over in my chair because I'm so disgusted by every result that I'm just not putting the effort into staying upright because my body doesn't care.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's just, it's so bad. My immediate reaction is shut the fuck up and sign the fucking contract um brian starts laughing grabs the the contract signs and he goes well i'm excited for this like i don't know what's gonna happen like i'm just i'm so ready for this like
0: i'm so ready just... um
1: i don't think you're ready daniel uh basically, he goads Reigns into signing it. He goes, I didn't think Roman would be scared of facing me, but I guess this is where we're at. Maybe I'm the new head of the table. I mean, I did make Jay tap out, which is something Roman couldn't do.
0: <laughs> because if you remember, there was quit match. Yep. Wow. Okay. <laughs>
1: um, Jay's the one that takes offense to this no really yeah so he he picks up the table the the, like metal table that it is now i guess instead he tosses it across the uh into like the barricade on hard camera (laughs) well yeah of
0: course it's a contract signing
1: yeah you gotta have to have what's it called uh aggression and uh he yells at adam That he wants to be the special enforcer for this match. Now, the issue here is the contract's been signed. The match is official. It's a a TLC match from what I can remember. Or is it just a straight singles match? I vaguely heard somebody say something about a TLC, and I was like, what? No.
0: No. 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 No.
1: No. But anyway, uh he's mad and he wants to be the special enforcer for this match. It's
0: a singles Kay. match.
1: I, I I vaguely heard somebody say oh. TLC and so I didn't really put too much weight behind that. That anyway, is
0: the second um stopping of my heart today. Thank you. Uh
1: it, it, and and then Edge comes out. Okay, And he goes, well, how about this, Jay? How about Jey Uso versus Edge next week to decide the special enforcer for the Universal Championship match?
0: Okay.
1: Again, the contract's already been signed by both competitors of the match, and both competitors of the match have not said a single word about what is happening here. So, Oh, it just results into a big brawl where they beat on Jay, send him out of the ring, and then beat on Roman. And then uh, Edge tosses Brian, which, of course, sends him into the corner, which sets up Brian for his big knee, lays Edge out. So, clearly, Brian's not winning at Fastlane. Um... My overall for this show is a 2, because I didn't think it was worse than Raw. But at the same time, uh, the match of the night, I gave it to the eight-man tag because it was the first match. And at the very least, it wasn't horrible. Um, The segments, I gave it to two of them. I gave it to Edge, the opening and closing. Um, And then I gave the wrestler of the night, Edge, Brian, and uh, Roman for actually only appearing on the show once. And not really doing a whole lot besides pissing me off with the way he speaks. I am um, going
0: to hold the fact that you gave Performer of the Night to Roman Reigns. Oh, it is,
1: entirely, it is entirely ironic. It is not for the fact that he was there. It is entirely ironic that he is on that list.
0: It's so, oh, wow, I just hit my mic. So, it is very similar to how... The raw after chamber I gave Performer of the Night to Drew McIntyre for not yes. showing up
1: on this show. It, it is in very much that same line of Reigns did so little on this show that I was so happy. Um, the worst <laughs> of the night by far was the women's tag title picture slash world title picture. <laughs> one and the same <laughs> oh god please just talk about sacrifice now cause I just need to bleach my brain as of or right now to- the current poll
0: for Smackdown on our twitter is 66.7% saying it's a waste of time 33.3% sitting on the fence which if you can do your math real quick there that leaves 0% thinking it was a good show um, that poll is still open for uh, just around another 19 to 20 hours or so, so uh, go over to our uh, Twitter at Walking the Ropes and give that a vote and let us know what you thought. And if the polls change much more by the time we do our next show, we will mention it. Um,
1: I don't see that happening, but yeah, we'll mention it.
0: Sacrifice. Okay. Uh we'll run through the card here, give our predictions, and then we'll uh wrap this show up because it's another long show. First one I see here, intergender tag team match, Havoc and nevea versus Teneal Dashwood and Caleb with a K. Uh What's the intergender
1: on the other side?
0: It's purely because Caleb's in it. That that's what makes it intergender. <laughs>
1: and we can't just say caleb's a girl for this match
0: no well the thing is it'd be a mixed tag team if there was a male on the other side but there is so
1: is that what classifies intergenders if it just has one more of, of like I guess yeah so and...
0: so so a male versus a female is an intergender so as if the male will be fighting the female it is intergender okay.
1: I mean, that's assuming we're going to see Caleb do anything of action against Havoc or Nevaeh.
0: I'm just stating what the fact is there. Um, I know, I
1: just have to laugh.
0: I really don't know, and I'm not sure I care which way this goes, because if Havoc and Nevaeh win, we can't put them back in the title picture, because they just lost clean twice, basically, to Fire and Flava, so unless we're setting them
1: up to face Jazz
0: and Grace, and then if we give to Neil the win... But they the beat Jazz and Grace there? to get into
1: the tournament. They, uh, Havoc and Nevea beat Jazz and Grace to advance in the tournament. Okay, so I'm going to give the match to
0: <laughs> Havoc and Nevea because of a prediction for later in the night. Who
1: do you yeah. give it to? I have to give it to Havoc and Nevaeh because I can't see the heels winning this. Like
0: Okay. Um uh, moving on. Um uh, Decay versus Reno Scum. Decay. So that's gonna be
1: crazy Steven Black Taroos. Yeah. Uh, Reno Scum's gonna show no offense whatsoever. I don't even see this being a back and forth match. I see this being Black Taroos just comes in, wipes the both of them, and done.
0: Yeah, pretty well. Pretty well. Um, Chris Saban and James Storm with Jake Something at ringside versus Violent by Design consisting of Diener and Joe Doring with Eric Young at ringside. Um, Violent by Design.
1: Has to be. And I wouldn't be surprised if Jake Something turns on his team. They'll I...
0: save it for Rebellion.
1: I don't know. I don't know. I feel like they're going to have a big match with uh a t- like um violent by design the four of them versus four other people.
0: They could. They could. Um but I think we agree violent by design one way or another picks up to win. Yes. 100%. Holds harmless match Eddie Edwards versus Brian Myers.
1: This is going to be a great submission match, man. So, who wins? <laughs> Eddie Eddie wins cuz it's going to be his match.
0: I think they give it to
1: Myers. The thing is is we've already we literally have shown Eddie Edwards already descending down into this like hardcore wrestler again. So if he loses here, what does he do?
0: We we make it screwy and give it to Myers because Hernandez gets involved and Cardona gets involved. And somehow, Edwards gets caught in the crossfire, Myers picks it up, and we set up Cardona and Myers at Rebellion. That is that is what will happen.
1: I only want that match if it's got some kind of stipulation, and I wouldn't mind seeing some kind of, like, cage match or something. So, here's
0: the thing. I really don't fucking care if we get the match. I just, honest to God, I'm sitting here and, like, what's the outcome? It's Myers and Cardona. How do we get Myers and Cardona out of this? That's how we get it. Yeah. Um. Not even a question, in my opinion, Uh. but we'll present it anyways. For the Impact World Tag Team Championships, the Good Brothers, Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson against New Japan Pro Wrestling's Finn Juice, David Finley, and Juice Robinson. Who, oh who, will win the match?
1: It's gotta be Finn Juice, right? It's the only logical solution. If you couldn't feel the sarcasm.
0: Oh my god, man. I felt it like Don't Tomorrow. The Good Brothers win.
1: Yeah, Good Brothers are going to win. And I wouldn't be surprised if it's actually just a clean match. Like, straight through. No screwiness, no nothing. Just straight I up. I
0: still think we're getting, maybe not for the titles. But I think we, we lead around to the Bucks and Good Brothers at Rebellion.
1: No, what we, what we, what this all comes to is Adam Cole leading the good brothers and some other people versus Kenny and the Bucks, blood and guts.
0: No, we've already got our blood and guts match.
1: Okay, their version of, um, Like, an Elimination Chamber or something, then?
0: No, we only need one promotion to do that, and WWE's already got their their grasp on that.
1: We're good there. Could they get away with doing a Hell in a Cell and Armageddon match? Because that's a thing. Six men in a Hell in a Cell on Armageddon match.
0: Uh, I don't know, I just don't want AEW to have 12 different cage types like oh, WWE I just, has. I get
1: that, but I do like having a steel cage and a cell, because they are two very different variants on that match. Uh,
0: I don't know, I don't think we need this big climactic build to anything. I think we just need to get the Bucks and Good Brothers out of the way at Rebellion. The thing is... I just- Impact needs a payoff, and the worst part is, is either they're going to fuck finish the main event at Rebellion, or Omega takes the title. Impact needs a win here, so you put the Bucks on the card and have the Good Brothers beat the Bucks. Just
1: don't do it title for title. I mean, but the thing is, is if they do it title for title, it sets up the... the the Bullet Club as the guys to beat, and then Fuck the Bucks... Box...
0: I, I have a prediction for when we finish this. Okay. You can finish your thought, I
1: just... I uh, just, yeah, it, like, I, I mean, like, yeah, if the Good Brothers win the, ta- the AEW Tag Team titles, that's not exactly a bad thing. I just, I don't see Tony
0: Khan giving it to people that aren't under contract with him but, but I have... who's to say they're not in a dual contract well whatever they're under in aew is very minimal for sure because it, it was an exclusive contract to tna 100 so... percent. but
1: but like the thing is is with this working relationship their contract might now be the way it's worded uh almost exactly what Doc and Carl wanted out of their contracts, so they could do things like this without Impact actually knowing it at the time.
0: I've got a prediction that's going to blow the forbidden door wide open. Um, Tony
1: Khan versus Scott Damore?
0: No, but I didn't know I needed to see that until... uh, Only... (laughs) Only if we make it a tag team match. Playoff? No, no. I've got it. I've got it. We're going to have a three-way tag team match. We're going to have Tony Khan and Tony Schiavone versus Scott DeMore and Don Callis versus Adam Pierce and Bruce Pritchard. Oh, no i just booked the biggest match of the like of all time
1: <laughs> oh my god something to botch about just got a sequel
0: <laughs> oh my god anyways um impact knockouts championship match diana prazo odb
1: diana there's no way ODB wins. There's no way. I like how you and I have both gotten to the same situation where we're like, <laughs> what's going on with our
0: brains? Uh, Impact knockouts, tag team championships, fire and flavor, Kiara Hogan, and Tasha Steeles versus Jordan Grace and Jazz. Um
1: unfortunately fire and flavor are gonna win because we're gonna eventually set up for Jordan Grace versus Deanna Perrazzo. See, I hope my prediction
0: is Jordan, Grace, and Jazz, and then we get Havoc and Nevaeh against them because their whole point is we, you know, we beat you guys, yeah. and then we put the titles on Havoc and Nevaeh like we should have at the beginning. I'm going to be
1: helpful. They, they already had the chance to do that, and they didn't. <laughs> they already, one, they had the chance to just have Havoc and Nevaeh win it. Two, they had the chance to retcon it with having them beat Fire and Flavor clean, and they didn't. Why? Because because that's what I want. <laughs> okay, fine. Move on. And um, next title.
0: Or did we already do that? Oh, already? I totally skipped that. Holy fuck, uh, Impact X Division Championship, TJP versus Ace Austin, TJP wins,
1: TJP wins because they're doing this thing with Ace Austin where they're just not letting him win,
0: yeah, and then the main event of the evening, the unification match of the Impact World Championship and the TNA World Heavyweight Championship, Rich Swan versus Moose, um, to create
1: the Impact World Heavyweight Championship.
0: Yep. Yep. Um and uh I mean the spoilers are already out there about this match. So, um
1: wait, wait. wait. We Oh yeah, we could have just looked at the spoilers to have been right for our predictions, man. What are we doing?
0: I don't know if the rest of the matches are out. I know that match is out. Oh, okay. Um, I'm sure if I looked, I could find the rest of oh, them.
1: They, they are there. They're definitely there.
0: Um, But Rich Swan,
1: It has to be. Like, again, I hate to say it, it
0: has to be. Because <laughs> we don't feed Moose to Kenny Omega. I'm not saying I don't want that match.
1: Oh, I would love to see Moose take the fucking One-Winged Angel.
0: So, here's my prediction, okay? Ready for this? ready for
1: this? Okay. I'm, I'm. My body is ready.
0: Good, because it's about to get fucked. So... Okay. <laughs> we predicted for a long time about Tony Khan purchasing Impact Wrestling. Yes, yeah. I believe the deal is done.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, because it's not the first time Impact sold quietly.
0: And Rebellion is going to feature... Not only Kenny Omega versus, well, Rich Swan, obviously. World title versus
1: world title. It would be nice to say winner of Moose versus Swan.
0: Winner of Moose versus Swan being Swan against Kenny Omega, <laughs> title versus title. But we also are going to receive the Young Bucks versus the Good Brothers, title versus title. Yeah. We're going to receive... Hikaru Shida versus Deanna Perrazzo. Title versus title. We are going to receive Darby Allen versus TJP and or Chris Bay and or Josh Alexander, whatever they do there. Title versus title. And then the Impact Knockout tag titles just kind of get mixed and lost in the shuffle, which is whatever. I believe Rebellion. Is Impact Wrestling's final event. AEW. Tony Khan has purchased. And is going to be this big. Title versus title event. To determine who is going to be coming. Into All Elite Wrestling. Setting up their other show. On TNT and whatnot, And. Basically. Ushering in this new. Wave of pro
1: wrestling. Yeah. No, that's very, very accurate.
0: Because the thing is, I think we get the payoff of the Bucks and the Good Brothers. We know we're getting Kenny uh, in that main event. Yeah. Why don't we just... Why don't we just fucking call Khan buying Impact? We know Khan's got deep enough pockets. We've had this conversation... It was, like, talking with Chatters a few weeks back about it. Somebody making the comment of, I don't think Anthem needs money. Impact's not drawing anything right now. Mm-hmm. AW is. I'm sure if AEW turned around and was like, hey, Anthem, we'll buy these guys for, like, this seven-figure... I'm sure they could fucking buy it for less money than they've fucking offered out on certain contracts. Yeah. Um... And be like, here's this money, sell as impact. And I'm sure Anthem would go, You want this? Here you go.
1: <sighs> so No, no I mean, money talks. Like, there's 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 no way around it. Money talks. Like, th- like
0: this, this is the finale of this,
1: right? This is the I won't I don't want to say this is where Impact dies, but this is where Impact officially is purchased by AEW and though Tuesday night show becomes Tuesday night AEW Impact.
0: And then we just move Dark to Thursdays, which I'm okay with.
1: Yeah. Or they sign a whole new deal for Impact to move it to Thursdays.
0: I'm just trying to figure out... You know what would be the best shit ever and then we'll wrap the podcast up i want nxt to announce right after mania the week after mania i want them to announce this is our final night on wednesdays we are officially moving to tuesdays starting next week like the week after mania yeah, yeah. and everybody be like oh wow wow okay cool like all they have to put up with is impact I want Rebellion to happen, and AEW be like, we purchased Impact Wrestling, and now All Elite Wrestling's Impact will air on TNT,
1: Tuesdays at 8. <laughs> and then and uh, NXT just goes, ah! Ah! <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, man. "But, But what bigger of a fuck you, right? because the worst part is now like the thing is if if NXT moves there Impact loses even more so you're damn right Anthem's going to sell them off
1: oh yeah no it, the writing's on the wall for Anthem to just be like mm, well i mean you're going to give me money i'll take that oh
0: i just this is this has been a show um, you got anything else to add here, or are we good to wrap this fucker up?
1: Um, no, I don't have any more wrestling points to mention, no. So, well, as per
0: usual, I'll sit up to finish this podcast off, Yeah, I guess will uh, look better on it. This, this has been another, uh, late-night mega-show, um... We're gonna get better at this, we promise. (laughs) Yes, it has just been a crazy fucking few weeks. Uh, we can verify next, uh, Thursday, this upcoming Thursday's podcast will not take place on Thursday, uh, due to circumstances again, um, but here's hoping, uh, things work out here in the very near, near future for us, um... And uh, whatnot, But anyways. Uh, thank you anybody for listening. Watching. Whether it be live on VOD. Or on one of our podcasting platforms. We are available on. We appreciate absolutely all of the support. Um, and if you want any more. Uh, from walking the ropes. You can find absolutely everything. Through our link tree. As I said at the top of the show. That includes social media. Uh, every site you can watch and listen to us on, um, and ways to support us, uh, it is all on there. Plus, plus a fun new addition uh, on our link tree is our TikTok account, um, yes. which I'm not aware. Uh, I'm not very much so into the TikTok uh, trend. I am, I I am. Uh, very much so a, a techie geeky person, but TikTok is one thing I have not gotten myself into. I know you have, I know you will probably primarily be
1: running it. Yeah. Uh, there's nothing on there currently. I'm going to be working, uh, at least doing an intro video here, um, within the next coming days. So there's at least something on the page to intro us a little bit. Uh, but other than that, just look for basically probably just news updates on there. Uh, just and some when we're fun shit. Watch yeah like if we if we see botches like botchamania and stuff like that we might show little clips and stuff like that because that's always fun
0: we'll we'll have a blast with it um but Yeah. yeah that that link tree is available in bios descriptions everywhere you find us um and yeah uh any last notes there blake
1: Um, with our news, we enjoy when you guys send us tweets, uh, with the news that you would like us to cover. It helps make our news segments so much more, uh, flowable and readable and just more fun for us and you guys. And it's actually interesting and we're not just sitting there umming and on about what news we want to write and whatever. So it helps us out and helps you out in the long run.
0: Yeah. So, so tweet us anything, uh, you see and or hear Um, as well as any sources and whatnot for us to follow up on to get more of the scoop. Um, but yeah, with that being said, once again, to finish off here, thank you everybody for listening, watching, supporting and everything. We enjoy doing this, even though sometimes we don't show it all that much specifically covering shit like SmackDown. Um, but we do greatly enjoy doing this. We, we like watching wrestling. We like talking wrestling and, uh, it's just tough to do so at 2 in the morning 2:30 holy fuck <laughs> <laughs> anyways thank you everybody for tuning in uh we will be back with a um review episode of sacrifice uh stay tuned to our twitter uh for that announcement um as always uh for our announcements of going live and whatnot Um, but we'll be back for that and, uh, I, I guess we will see you then, uh, take care and enjoy. See
1: ya.